This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? A pleasure on this Monday to be with you, mainly because right out of the gate, we have breaking news. How about Aaron Rodgers, a New York Jet in a massive trade? Um, I mean, finally, it feels like the inevitable has happened here, Jake. It feels like uh, the New York Jets got their guy, uh, and their guy being Aaron Rodgers. Let me get you the details on this trade real quick. The New York Jets, they get Aaron Rodgers. They switch from number 13 to number 15 in the first round. They also get number 179 this year. Now the Green Bay Packers get up to number 13. They get the 42 and the 207th pick this year, a 2024 second round pick, but this is critical. If Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps, Jake, for the New York Jets, that is upgraded to a first round pick. Do you like this deal? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it benefits both sides. I, I think we can pretty safely say that he's going to play that many uh, snaps. He'll play that percentage. He'll cover that. Uh, and that pick will will vest, if you will. And I think that you know Aaron Rodgers is is it's time for him to to show what he can do in another franchise. And I, I'm I'm kind of done with the whole hey you know the the Packers did this or didn't do that, and we couldn't figure right, this out right. or couldn't do that. The Devontae situation, like there's just been all these situations over the years, and and there's no doubt about it. The guy's a Hall of Famer, but but at some point. You know, you have to get to that next level. And so, you know, this trade goes down and everyone wants to talk about how now the Jets are 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 in that top cut of team in the AFC. And I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with that right out of the gate. I think they have to prove that they can be, you know, the wow, Buffalo really? Bills, that they can be the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. Really? You, yes. Uh, see, and I, I guess I view this completely differently. I think this makes the New York Jets the absolute favorites coming out of the AFC. I think they're right there. I don't disagree with the Buffalo Bills. I obviously, I think we all believe that the Kansas City Chiefs, until they're not, are the best team in the NFC or the AFC. But I think this puts the the Jets right up there. And the biggest question is going to be, what are the New York Jets willing to do to protect Aaron Rodgers? Because I I truly believe that is their biggest issue is his backside at left tackle with Becton. I think they're going to have to figure that out. I think when you have the assets that they have now, you can make a trade to upgrade that tackle position, or you can keep your picks and and you can draft more talent. I don't know. If if it's me, Aaron Rodgers isn't on like a 10-year plan here. Aaron Rodgers is year to year, and really he's probably snap to snap, even though he's proven durable and he will play when he's hurt. But if it's me, I'm doing everything that I can do to get the best left tackle possible to protect Aaron Rodgers' backside. But don't make any mistake about this. I think the New York Jets are one of the most talented teams in the entire NFL. And yeah, Jake, I think they're a contender for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, they're definitely one of the most talented teams. I think I think what's interesting is is this idea that, that Aaron Rodgers has, like everybody respects Aaron Rodgers. But now because he's a Jet, we, we want to say that they are, you know, like Super Bowl favorites, right? Like, I don't know that I'm ready to say that about Aaron Rodgers. The guy's never proven to be a winner. The guy's never taken anybody anywhere. Like, you've been to the playoffs, sure, but has Aaron Rodgers been even remotely as good as some of the quarterbacks that are in the league right now? Like, 
Obviously, Patrick Mahomes has had more to work with, but some people would make the case that Patrick Mahomes is a more talented, more capable quarterback. Okay, throw Patrick Mahomes out the window. There are other guys in the league that you could compare Aaron Rodgers to, uh, and I think that he doesn't do great in those comparisons. So I, I guess I just feel like this is that classic moment in sports where a trade finally gets done, and it looks great on paper, and I don't disagree with that. They're going to be very good. They are going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. I don't doubt that, but that's not good enough for Aaron Rodgers. That's not good enough Dude, for the investment you, you, you made. You seem very skeptical. I'm a little surprised yeah, by I'm this really because skeptical. Yeah. now, granted, in our in our vaunted pre-show meeting, we didn't get the opportunity to really go into this trade much because it happened right before the show started. But I, my feeling is this is a win for the for the the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. So, where are you guys at on this in the comments section? Let's get your opinions on this. Obviously, every single day the Monty Show is presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, hands down, the advocates. And they prove that every day because they never make you reach into your pocket. No, you don't pay the advocates until they win your case. So all you have to do is get to theadvocates.com. You can chat with an attorney live online 24-7. Been in a car accident. You got hurt at work. If you're battling social security, hey, the advocates will fight for you. You need to get your life back on track. You need somebody that can help you do that. What you don't deserve is that accident, but you do deserve an advocate. At theadvocates.com. Whew, good start to the show. Uh-huh. Jake, as usual, is wrong about his sports takes. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to hate on Aaron Rodgers all day. I know I'm happy to. By the way, real quick, before we get to this Big 12 thing. Yeah. I know it's shocking. We're going to talk Pac-12, Big 12. Um, Are you guys at all surprised that Aaron Rodgers, and there's the trade on your, your screen, you see the tweet of Adam Schefter. Are you guys at all surprised that Aaron Rodgers will wear number eight for the Green or for the New York Jets. He's been 12 yeah. his entire career in Green Bay. Obviously, most of you know when he was with uh, the California Golden Bears, he wore number eight. Right. So, Joe Namath, as, as the story goes, Joe Namath gave him permission to wear the number 12 with the, with the Jets. But Aaron Rodgers said, Oh, contraire, mon frere. Excuse me for having my cell phone light on. I'm a terrible <laughs> person, I admit it. Um, Aaron Rodgers said, oh, contraire, mon frere. I am going to wear number eight. I am not going to wear number 12 for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You like eight or you like 12? I mean, I personally like 12, but I think that, you know, it's Joe Namath. I mean, I I understand why if you're Aaron Rodgers, you don't want anything to do with that. And Aaron Rodgers has always been the guy that wants to set his own path. So I understand it. Uh, You know, if it was me picking, I'd want to wear 12, but... You know, because it's a legend like Joe, I yeah, I get it. Number eight's do, fine. Do you like the way Aaron Rodgers looks in a Jet uniform? Uh, I'm obvi- eh, I'm not gonna say I like it. It's awkward for you. Yeah, it's kind of. I don't know. It's just it's just kind of weird. Like, yeah, I feel like what we do in sports is is when a big name player in any sport really gets traded to a to. Uh, uh, an average to above average situation at a minimum, right? Mm-hmm. And the Jets are an above average situation, ton of talent, great defense, like everything that you'd be looking for. Like, it's a great situation. What we want to do is we want to say, yep, here's here's your golden ticket to the Super Bowl. Go and get it, Aaron. And I don't believe in that in sports. I think that, especially in football, number one, injuries, obviously. Number two, 
can can this young roster play in big games? You have some guys who have played in big games. Obviously, Lazard and Aaron Rodgers have a ton of history together. Yeah. That's not anything. That's not reinventing the wheel. But I think it's easy in these situations to be like, oh, my God, the deal got done. You know, they're going to the promised land. And it's like, yeah, the promised land includes beating Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's what I worry about is that this is setting up Jet fan to to be disappointed again and it's like it used to be good enough for Jeff well, fan just to make I, I, the playoffs. but that feels a little harsh though I mean I, I think and again this is this is just this is just my opinion I feel like we have a situation um where we we have the we have the luxury um as I fix my camera because again we were busy before the show there see I look much better now no. uh, we have the luxury of sitting here and second guessing these things but if you're the New York Jets, I think you did everything you needed to do to contend for a Super Bowl. I mean, is anybody going to really blame the Jets and say, oh, man, I can't believe they made that huge mistake to trade for Aaron Rodgers? Because I don't feel like it's a huge mistake to trade for Aaron Rodgers. I, frankly, I think it's exactly what you should do. You're the freaking New York Jets. Make the trade. Do the deal to put yourself in this position. And again, you're so deep. You've got great wide receivers. You've got a really young running back who needs to stay healthy. Granted, what you need to do is upgrade that offensive line. This trade didn't change your ability to do that. So I think it helps you. Obviously, with Robert Sala, you have a really good defensive coordinator. You have a really talented defense. There are no more excuses now for you to win a Super Bowl. And again, I, I am somebody who says for the Jets, this trade is a success if they get to the Super Bowl. But if you gave up a bunch of... Uh, of draft assets to just not make the playoffs okay it's an abject failure then we can have that discussion but mm -hmm. right now why would this be anything but a a, a rousing success for Aaron Rodgers in, in New York I think this is a great deal yeah it's a great look I'm it not is. saying hear me clearly I'm not saying it's a bad deal it's a good deal but the the new car smell wears off five weeks in when you know <laughs> you're you've lost this guy or that guy or you're facing adversity you're like like this team was seven and ten last year. I How know. much more adversity? Like it's over. This is is this is as set up as this team is is going to be. Mm -hmm. And and watch how many times they're on you, you how, half a dozen primetime games at oh, least. Oh, it must be. It must at be. least yeah. when the schedule comes. I think the schedule comes out next week. This team is going to be. I mean, with Breezy Hall and I, I, you know, the the you look at Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Alan Lazard. Like I mean, you have legitimate weapons on this team that I think you're you're absolutely in position mm -hmm. to 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 win your division and compete at a very high level in the AFC the thing that worries you is again the tackle position Makai Becton's a guy that just has not been able to stay healthy number one and I I, I that's my only question let's yeah. see what they do in the draft and do they trade up are they going to rely on a draft pick to play left tackle because I don't think you can do that either right other than that, I have nothing bad to say about this deal. I think it's a, I think it's a great deal. I think it's going to be fantastic. J. Rod says it's going to be the New York Jets will be eleven and six. Yeah, maybe eleven and six. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Osterman, long term, the Packers won this trade. I, but again, Jordan loves a huge question here, Agreed. right? I mean, if yes. if you're the Packers, yes. your question now is is Jordan Love the guy that's going to take us into the future? I have real questions about that in the, in the short in the short time we've seen him. 
It's not been good. No. <laughs> uh, Kyle J says, Jake's sipping that haterade like usual. Yep. Happy to do it. Jake, I'm are not, you, are you sipping be, the haterade? I'm not, not going to slurp the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, dude. You got to show me something first. Slurp the you Jets. Got, you got to prove it. Like, okay. you got to prove it. Like, like we all remember Revis Island. We all remember the Rex Ryan days. Right. We remember when you were really a really good team and that defense was number one in the league. And, Absolutely. And you were a damn good team. You were a damn good franchise. And, and I think that... Like I, like I said, note I haven't said I haven't said it's a bad trade. I think it's a great trade. I think it's the trade you should have made. I think the Jets did exactly what anybody else would do. I'm cool with all of that. What I'm talking about, what I'm haterating on, is the on-field how this trade actually pans on the field. Do you actually win a Super Bowl with a guy who not 90 days ago was in a darkness retreat? Who not? 90 days ago was talking about oh yeah i'm i you know i gotta think about retirement. <laughs> look at my guy look at how hairy buddy is coming out of the darkness retreat dude are you kidding me man you look want, at you aaron want aaron's guy? got some bags under the eyes you there. want you want that guy <laughs> you want that guy i to do be, to be to yes. be the one that takes you to the promised land yes i do okay yes well. i do and glenn glenn san diego state aztec thank you for the comment i appreciate you you spirit you know bringing the creative juices forward you know um saul goodman says tua is a bad qb not well because he's always hurt Right? Like he's always. Uh, Renee Roca says, Aaron lights out Rodgers will retire with a single Super Bowl ring. Second tier. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. Uh, Brandon Butler is a Bears fan. I love to see him go. Amen. Amen. Build that stadium. Where is A-Ron right now? Build that stadium. Damn right. Build build that stadium. Absolutely. Now the Bears have a a chance because someone has to win the North. Someone, you know. (laughs) Who's the best team in the North? It's got to be the Vikings now, right? No, Detroit Lions. Well, yeah, if we're talking about gambling. Could be, could be. Glenn also says hope. There's hope, hope, hope. There is hope. There absolutely is hope, you know. Uh, So if you're just tuning in, uh, talking about the news that Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. Uh, Aaron got traded today to the Jets. Um, The Packers. I think made a really good deal. They did not cave. They got their first-round pick. They get number 13 uh, this year, number 42, and number 207 this year. You know. And they give up a uh, – they uh, the Jets give up a 2024 second-round pick that's upgradable to a first-round pick for the Packers if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps in New York. And You're Aaron you, fucking Rodgers. Well, and you, usually he stays healthy, doesn't he? Yeah. So he's again, a guy that plays through injuries. Thing. It's the left tackle thing that you were talking about. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, you don't make this trade without having some type of plan in the draft or some type of plan to, 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 to trade up or trade down or, like, go out and get someone. Like, They've got a plan for that, and, and and that once you solidify that, I think you're you're fine. J Rod says the Lions will win the North. Fear the Deer says we get it, Jake. Preempted hate. Yep, it's exact. Jake's yep. planning ahead, and I'm going to hold all you schemers accountable when Aaron Rodgers is out in Week uh, Six with a broken arm. Uh, better call Saul says Aaron in New York. More drama. That's what I'm saying, dude. Exactly. The different. Right. The only difference now is the darkness retreat is going to uh, be in a New York penthouse and not a shed out back. Uh, Callahan says, take us out of the dumpster and straight to the promised land. Oh, great. A.A. Ron. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. See, there is a, and I agree. 
there is a healthy level of skepticism, mainly because this is not a guy who has traditionally been some kind of fantastic leader. I don't yeah. even disagree with that. I don't even disagree with that. By the I way, just, by the way, is he going to show up to OTAs now, or are we still going? Are we still, you know, how are we handling so. all that, bro? I would, yeah. I mean, no Come more on. ayahuasca for the summer. Yeah. He, he, I think, in all seriousness, <laughs> though, I think this is legacy defining for Aaron Rodgers. I think right here, right now, is where we find out is Aaron Rodgers, you know, one of the best quarterbacks of his generation. Because I think when you switch teams, and if you don't win on that new team. And you're blaming the Packers because that's essentially what Aaron's doing. Yeah, Aaron is saying, screw the Packers. It's their fault, not my fault. Like That's who Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is. If you leave the Packers and you go to New York and you don't win for the Jets, a la the thumb, Brett Favre, <laughs> I, think you're in, I think you are in real trouble legacy-wise. And, and I think that's where Aaron is because I still, I still maintain Aaron Rodgers has never shown you that he's a winner. In my opinion, anyway. Is he in any danger of getting into Brett Favre land? Do you really oh, think Oh, he's like, there already. Like, you think he's there already? Yes, it but he hasn't won, and he hasn't achieved at the level that Favre has. Let, he's mean, never sent yeah. D-picks to, to somebody who didn't want them that we know of. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Aaron Rodgers is... <laughs> D-picks. <laughs> and to Jen Sturgeon. Oh, like, my I get it. God, Never mind. dude. Never mind. <laughs> Mr. Tinfoil Man says, all, all hall God, Monty. I am no God, sir. I am no God at all. Um, in God's to, name, image, Seriously, thanks, Coach. Two Mastas says, watch Detroit. We'll see what they do. Uh, Clint Moses says, pony up, Dallas. Okay, okay. Um, w Spangler says, show me that invite for Colorado. Well, that's the other story today. Mm -hmm. um, and as we usually do on this show, we lead with as the Pac-12 turns, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, we do. <laughs> we do nine times out of 10. And I got to tell you that looking at the way this Colorado story is playing out, and if you didn't see it, uh, the deal is, is that Colorado's chancellor told the USA Today that essentially we're not going to the Big 12. And we're not like he, he was going to say, well, nobody's asked us. And then he stopped and said, we're focused on staying with the Pac-12. And he talked about how he's confident um, that they are going to get a deal that is bigger. That is, I said, they're bigger than the, the Pac-12. This seems like a real smokescreen, Jake, again. Yeah. Uh, Chancellor DiStefano said to the USA Today, quote, there's a very good possibility the next deal will bring in per school revenues ranking third among the Power Five conferences ahead of the Big 12 in the ACC. He also hopes it's a five- to seven-year deal instead of being locked into another long contract, uh, like the 12-year deal that ends next year. Quote, everyone passed us up in revenue during that 12-year period. Boy, this feels like a mistake. This feels like some bravado. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Now, listen, I, I think all the reports that we heard in recent weeks that, you know, oh, hey... Colorado's going to the, the, the Big 12 as soon as Monday. Right. We all knew that was a bunch of garbage, right? Right. Ooh, more breaking news. How about this? Um, out of the NBA, for a slight distraction, DeJounte Murray has been suspended uh, for Game 5 versus the Celtics after making contact with an official. This was really weird. I don't know how many people saw this. Uh, but it was incredibly awkward. 
DeJounte Murray, the uh, guard, was walking off the floor uh, for uh, after the game. And I, I, is it too strong to say attacked an official? But went after one of the game officials. Yeah. Like, it was not a good situation. I'm not surprised by the suspension at all. No, and I think it's proper. I, I, you can't, A, in sports, you know that the rule is, and hockey's a bit of an exception, but still plays pretty strong. Like, you can't make contact with the official, uh, you know, in an intentional fashion. And I think the problem is DeJounte goes up to this official, does the whole chest out, I'm bigger than you, I'm going to chest bump you and intimidate you thing. Uh, and then walks away and thinks that nothing's going to happen. And then he proceeds to point at other people and has to be held back and is Mr. Tough Guy. And it's like, dude, like, y your team's barely in this series, and now you're going to be suspended for a game, and that's likely going to end the series. Because, you know, Trey Young is a wonderful basketball player, but y it's a duos league. And, and, and ultimately... This was really stupid out of him. So I'm not surprised by this at all. Yeah, I think this is incredibly stupid, and I think that series ended. And But again, real quick, the dysfunction that's in Atlanta that saw a coach get fired and you have multiple awkward fits on that roster, this has to be a transformative summer now for the Atlanta Hawks as DeJounte Murray shockingly, shockingly accosted an official um, going to the locker room uh, after the game has been suspended for game five, that series is over. I yeah. mean, that series has always <laughs> been over, but this pretty much seals it now, in my opinion. Yeah. Wow, what a what a a what a crazy day for news again. Yes. And if you're just tuning in, Aaron Rodgers was traded to the Jets um this afternoon. We'll have that story for you in all its detail in 30 minutes on football at 50. Stick for stick around for that. But now we talk about Colorado again. Going to the Big 12. Yeah. I, I just never bought into the idea that Colorado was on its way to the Big 12. Uh -huh. I, I, I think, and we've talked about this a lot on our show. When we report something, we have it from multiple sources who have told us that. We've heard that from a couple of sources. And we probably have five or six go-to guys on this Pac-12 TV situation, if you will. We've heard that, hey, Colorado has been very aggressive with the Big 12, but we have never not one time heard Colorado is ready to bail. We've not heard that. But you know what? Everybody in the Pac-12 and everybody connected to this TV story has told us repeatedly, that is that nobody in the Pac-12 wants to go to the Big 12. Nobody wants to go to the Big 12. And it's why we have talked about that so much. And Jake, I, I just don't buy for a second that any of these universities in the Pac-12 right now are looking to pull the ripcord to the Big 12. I just don't see it. Yeah, and I think you know the the whole situation is hinged on 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 finding out what your overall all-in number is going to be for your for your distribution deal because again, everyone wants to talk about what they're going to get for linear TV, but I think this massive question mark in the room about about streaming and can they get a streamer to 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 throw in, you know, 15, 20 million? Can you get like like what can you make happen to to truly get your distribution deal to to, you know, 33, 35 million? Like like you got people throwing out 40 million dollars, which I just 
and again, hey, maybe we don't have the information. I don't know, but I feel like we have a, a a pile, a plethora of information that tells us that there's not a real clear path on how you're going to get past the Big 12's number. And that's why I say, like, when I saw these comments out of the Chancellor, I was like, hey, like, we've heard this from everybody. This is not the first time I've heard somebody in the Pac-12 leadership group be like, yeah, we're confident that we're going to get this amount of money and it's going to be better than the Big 12. We have heard that repeatedly out of almost everybody. So to me, I just, I look at these comments on the screen and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, cool. You can tell us that, but what's the path forward? Because again, as we've gone over so many times on this program, it's not a situation where it's like, oh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll link up with ESPN and they'll give us this. And then we're going to link up with Apple and Amazon and everybody, and it's all going to be good. That's not how business works, especially in the streaming world. So that's, well, that's why I say, like, we've heard this before. But I also think, you know, you're looking at this situation and I think it's very difficult not to, I don't know, what's the right way to say it? I think it's very difficult not to look at what these comments mean. And I don't really have a problem doing that. And in my opinion, what these comments mean is that you have you have a guy in Stefano, the chancellor of Colorado, who understands what he has. He also told the USA Today in this interview that Deion Sanders has already been worth the investment and that he now recognizes that their tactics of limiting enrollment for athletes and transfers was really damaging the Colorado football. Yeah. Well, now they've lifted those, and Deion's got 15 guys in the transfer portal since Sunday. Now outgoing, he's got 15 outgoing guys in the transfer portal since Sunday. Like, I mean, this is a transformative time, but when you look at joining the Big 12, I maintain what we've said certainly going back to December um, is that I don't believe that any of these schools want to leave the, the Pac-12. And why would they? The money is significant for them in research and education. They're much stronger together than they are separated into different conferences. I think it makes total sense that Colorado is saying exactly what everybody else should have saying. Really, if we're talking about comments, the only rogue comments came out of Arizona. You know, when, when President Robbins said, hey, I just need to wait and see what the number um, you know, in the in the new TV deal is because I already know what the number in the in the Big Twelve is. Yeah, I think those are the only comments that that you're like, whoa, like, and and there it is on the screen. I know what the Big 12's number is. I just need to hear what the Pac 12's number is, then I can make a decision. President Robbins told Dennis Dodd at CBS, like, yeah, that's the one rogue comment you can point to. But if we're being totally honest. There have been no other presidents who have been like, oh, yeah, we're out. We're done. See you later. Like, who else has said that? Yeah. Who else has talked about, you know, admiration and a certain affinity for the Big 12? <laughs> well, President Robbins <laughs> at Arizona. But everybody else has said what Chancellor DiStefano, Phil DiStefano at Colorado said, you know, which was there's a very good possibility the next, the next deal is going to surpass the Big 12's number. Yeah. Which is what every one of these presidents has said. So I don't believe that this is this is at all surprising. I don't believe that these comments are at all shocking um, in any way, shape, or form. I, I, I just don't see it that way. Mm. Um, you know, but it, it, it really if you if you look at what we are if you look at what we are experiencing in in college sports right now. I think what you're seeing is a situation where the money is what matters. That's what matters to these guys. 
And in the Pac-12, they don't want to leave because I think they know that their money is going to go down. If you are, you know, if you're Colorado and you and you leave to the Big 12, the money that you're making on your on your relationship, because again, in the Pac-12 research and educationally, rising tide raises all ships. There's a lot of money in those tides uh, for research. Right. And you look at what DiStefano said, and I, I think it's pretty clear that that's how these guys feel. Yeah. I also yeah. think it's pretty clear that today is an absolutely crazy day of breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> because Adrian Wojnarowski, the god of information around the NBA, is reporting that the Houston Rockets have agreed to hire former Celtics head coach Ime Yudoka to be the next head coach of the Houston Rockets. Let me get this right. <clears throat> You've got this young-ass roster in Houston. Yep. And you thought it would be a good idea to go out and hire a guy that had an inappropriate relationship in his last organization, and you thought that individual would be a good leader? Well, Bro. I also think this is a guy who is, Ime Yudoka is a guy that has been the hottest candidate for all of these openings. When yeah. you look at every <laughs> uh, every open job in the NBA, Ime Yudoka's name has come up. And now Ime Yudoka, according to Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN, has been hired as the next head coach of the Houston Rockets. I mean, that is, that is really surprising yeah. to me. That is really, really surprising to me. Yeah. Um, that they hired him on that. That tells me roster change is coming. That tells me significant changes are coming to that roster because Ime Yudoka is a guy that while he has had success developing young players, this is not a guy that you're going to hand a bunch of young guys to and say, hey, go teach them how to win. That I just don't see that happening. I think significant change is coming to the Houston Rockets. I hope so, man. Man. I sure hope so. Robert Moffat, why do NBA teams just hire... Uh, rehire fired NBA coaches. Sup with that. It's really hard to find good coaches in the NBA. Yeah. It is really, really difficult. Very difficult. Okay. Um, let's get some of your comments in here on Colorado. Spangler says, quotes like that ruin your chance at an invite. Oh, I totally disagree. Uh, I think Brett Yormark's a pretty savvy operator, and I think Brett Yormark knows how people butter their their toast. Right. Thank you. Thank you. See? Jake's See? favorite line. Yes. Yes. I think yes, I yes, think yes. Brett Yormark understands how the game is played. Yep. I don't think it has I don't think it has anything to, to there's no bridge being burned there. Yeah. Colorado is a very sexy program in expansion. I don't I don't have any doubt about that. Any doubt about that at all. Uh, Dale Donuts, I didn't even plan on comment today, but it's pouring rain in Orlando right now. Nice, dude. Bummer. Are the donuts a little soggy today or, what? you know? You know. How are the donuts today? JW says Colorado may not want to move, but it looks like some of their players do. Yeah, they have, <laughs> they have 15 players now today. And to tell you how quickly this has changed, look at this graphic that I made at 250. That says 13 players. 13. In the last hour, two more players entered the portal um, for Colorado. Um, so yeah. things are changing rapidly in Boulder. Mm -hmm. But I, I, you, know, you look at the, the spring game. Is it unequivocal now that, that Deion Sanders has been a success at Colorado? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the hire has been a success so far. But I, I, I will still 
go with what you said, which is he's got to win games. But yeah, from a business standpoint, just from a strictly a making money uh, program relevancy standpoint, yeah, it's absolutely been incredibly successful. And I think, you know, seeing that stadium full is absolutely what you want to see, man. Having a, a side-by-side comparison of last year to this year and like, you know, just it's it's everything you want as a, as an athletic director. And I think, you know, watching Prime do what Prime does, uh, I think it's a great thing. And I think as far as all these transfers are concerned, you know, I, I, I look at that number and yeah, I mean, it is definitely worrisome for sure. I mean, you, yeah. want, you wonder why so many kids are, are transferring out at the same time. Uh, part of me feels like, you know, hey, is, is some of this that Prime is just a very, you know, black and white, yes and no type coach. You know, he's just very much like, hey, you're either going to fit into the program or you're not. And if you're not, it's all good. You can go ahead and jump in the portal. Like, I wonder if that type of culture from day one has kind of has kind of set a path forward where kids are like, all right, well, had a bad day with Prime. Guess I should jump in the portal. Well, is you that know? a bad thing, though? I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I think it promotes kids feeling like feeling real comfortable w- with the portal and feeling like, all right, well, hey, if yeah. it doesn't work out here, I'm just going to go in the portal. Yeah, I think I don't think there's any doubt that Deion Sanders' new change was coming. Yeah. Um, I think he's in for the long haul. I think he knows it's going to be a lot of work, and that's why he drinks bucked up energy. Yeah. Um, because he knows he needs a, a, a good can of Miami. Let's go, to baby. get him through the day. Like, check this Let's out, go. yo. Look at that. Bucked up energy, Miami. We got, we're rocking to Miami, yo. Finally, we have the Miami back in stock in the Monty studio. You guys, get in the description below because I don't want you to take my word for it. I would also point out that we had the Pixie, uh, we had the Pixie pump today uh, before the show. Bucked up products just work. And when you look at the way Bucked Up, uh, you know, builds their product, take care of their customers, their customer service is fantastic because they know. Once you give them a try, you're never going to use another another company in your life because bucked up energy products, whether it's their BCAs, their pre-workouts, their collagen, their greens. I use their collagen in their greens in my shake every morning for breakfast. And it's just, it works. Like I notice a difference in, in my skin, in my hair. I notice, you know, I just went through this, this colonoscopy. Yeah. Um, and I take bucked up greens every day. I, I give those green, that green product a lot of of you know attribution if you will a lot of credit for for my health and i i yes, look yes, at yes. stuff with that and, and i think you have to do that stuff anymore you can get all of that stuff at buckedup.com make sure you use the promo code monty to get 20 percent off your purchase but don't take my word for it get into the the description below right here on this uh youtube channel if you're listening on our audio podcast it's in the description below as well um, click on the free samples. It says bucked up free samples. You get three free samples and a free shaker cup, and it is the best shaker cup you'll ever own. They don't break. They're durable. And the best part is the, the blender balls inside that mix everything up, they're all connected so they don't fall into your dishwasher or your garbage disposal because bucked up makes better products than everybody else. Get your free samples right now in the description below. Or just go to your go to your local convenience store here in Utah. Any of the Mavericks, yes, Adventures First Stop. Yeah, they'll have Bucked Up Miami for you. Of course, you can always go to the Bucked Up stores. I personally shop in South Jordan, uh, Murray, Orem has a great store. But all the way down to St. George, all the way up to Farmington Station, hook it up. Bucked Up, the official energy product of the Monty Show. 
Let's get back on track with your comments on uh, the Pac-12. Patrick Boren, conference portal. If it doesn't work out, uh, we're just going to hop into the portal. Yeah. Is the portal good or bad for college? I, I, I know this is an eternally old debate now. Right. I think the portal's good. Uh, listen, I think with the way that coaches get hired and fired, the kids should have the same access that the coaches have, in my opinion. I think that's really what it comes down to. You're not paying kids. You're saying that you know they can't be paid. or Okay, well, now we introduced NIL, and now we've got the portal. I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it at all. Deion Sanders is not an easy coach to play for. I think we already know that. Yeah. Um, I, I have no problem with it at all in, in any way, shape, or form. Mr. Monkey, Monty, you're saying CU doesn't want to leave. Most agree on this. Inertia is a strong force, but will they leave? I think, and this brings me to the other talking point today. Is Apple a legitimate partner for the, the Pac-12? I'm going to tell you it's not. I, I think I look at what it's been with MLS, <laughs> and it just depends on who you believe. I've talked to a lot of people around the Apple deal with MLS. Most people feel like it's been an abject failure out of the gate. Uh -huh. But was it ever going to be a rousing success right off, right off the first kick? No, I don't think it was. The problem for the, the Pac-12 and Apple is you're not going to get that immediate bang. And Apple builds in subscriptions to every one of their deals. There's a large chunk of their deal with MLS, from my understanding, that's an equity play. Hey, we need this many subscribers for you to reach this amount of revenue. And that's where the failing's been. And in a league like the Pac-12, very much like MLS, you cannot risk your income. You don't have the, the, the what is it, the leeway I don't think he, to, to play around with these deals. And if Apple TV is not going to be a cash payer, if essentially part of your, your deal is based on selling Apple TV subscriptions, I would not do this deal. I, I just would not. The problem is, from what we understand, Apple TV is willing to pay for a lot of this package. Yeah. But they want the best games every single week. So what do you say to ESPN? Why is ESPN going to pay for you know your third or fourth best game? Why would they do that? And why are they why are they willing to pay up to ninety to a hundred million as we've told you per year ESPN? Well, what is Apple TV willing to pay you? Um, because you can't tell me, and maybe I'm completely wrong about this. You can't tell me that Apple's going to come in and offer four hundred million dollars a year. Um, are you you are you really buying in on that? That Apple is coming in and saying, "Hey, you know, we want your best game. We'll pay four hundred million dollars a year." Is that a real question? They're not going to do that. If Apple's going to pay you a significant sum of money, my guess is ESPN's going to get cut out because ESPN's not interested in your fourth or fifth best game. Because let's not forget, you might have five or six games, depending on what you do with expansion. If you've got 10 teams, which is all they're buying right now, that's five games a week. On most weeks, it's five games a week. But then you start going through bye weeks. There's a lot of weeks where you're going to play four games. So if your two best games are on Apple, what's left for ESPN or linear TV? There's not a whole lot left there. And does that mean, and, and I think we've heard this routinely, 
Apple and, and Amazon are not going to play in the same sandbox. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I don't see a world where Apple TV and Amazon and ESPN are all in bed together <laughs> because all of them have the same goal. Get as many people watching Pac-12 sports on a phone as possible. And their goal is to have it on their app. So if, if you're a Pac-12 fan, and think about it this way, because MLS is having this trouble too. If you're a Pac-12 fan and the only place you can get Pac-12 football is Apple TV. So I'm going to put that app on my phone and on my smart TV. And I'm going to pay a certain, I'm going to pay a certain price for that, right? So if I'm going to pay $99 a year, let's say for, for Pac-12 football, and let's say you get a Pac-12 pass for a hundred bucks a year, right? Basketball, football, maybe a spring sport too. Badminton. Yeah. Let's say you get Pac-12 pickleball, right? Well, am I going to pay for ESPN plus? Am I going to pay for Amazon prime video? I mean, and maybe, Hey, by some off chance, Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to pay for Apple. I already have Amazon Plus, right? And because Amazon Prime, rather, uh, because I order my groceries and I order my butt wipes on Amazon. Okay, are you going to keep paying a cable bill? Are you going to have access to ESPN? Because let's not forget, if you're going to watch through the ESPN app, what do you have to have? You have to have cable, right? You have to have some way to do that. So there's just this all of this awkwardness now about how Apple plays and integrates with the other platforms and how much money Americans and specifically Pac-12 fans are willing to pay for Apple. And I, um, I just don't, I don't see it being a hundred dollars a year. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I just don't think that makes a lot of sense when we as football fans and as Pac-12 sports fans are trained that, Hey, now it's unlimited distribution, but if I have a, a, a dish network deal, I can get Pac-12 network. Right. So I'm paying for TV already and I'm getting Pac-12 network. If you're at, tell me I got to pay for TV and then $100 a year. <laughs> On top of Disney Plus and Hulu and YouTube TV. That doesn't make a lot of sense like to me. every other streaming platform that people's kids want. Like, like that's what I think about. Like, you it know, does when, not make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know how, how your average American right now is going to absorb the cost of an Apple TV style deal and yeah. i and i just think you know that that portion you talk about where the pac-12 can't afford to risk its income i don't know like how you if you're the pac-12 you look at apple and you're like yeah wow man we really got to marry up to apple tv because nothing's been a success with apple tv like like it just doesn't make a lot of sense and, and i think at least like and like at least with amazon you can say okay yeah, you know, Amazon only wants one game a week, but maybe if we could work it out with them to take all of like to take all of our stuff for streaming, maybe that's a better fit for us. At least then, you know, you've got like I, we looked at the numbers and we can check into them again this week, but they've got like 300 million, uh, you know, prime memberships in the in the yeah. continental U.S. Like it's not a question that that your stuff is going to be in front of enough people. And it's not even really a question that your stuff is going to be. Uh, across the entire country because it's streaming, right? You can get it anywhere through Amazon. So that's why I say, at least with Amazon, you've got some upside potential there. But the thing with Apple is it just is, it, it, it's strong to say it's like a dead platform or something because it's not, but it's just not a, a viable, dynamic, like No, no, like call, growing call thing. it what it is. It's not easy. It's not convenient. It's not baked in. I have to go to either... And I can never remember the cell phone company that's got MLS. Oh, uh, T-Mobile. T-Mobile. I have to yeah. go to T-Mobile yeah. 
I have to go to my smart TV or I have to download an app on my phone. So like, you're never going to go to T-Mobile, right? Never. You, like in most ne- people, I'm an AT&T wireless guy. Right. So like if you're, whether you're AT&T or you're Verizon or whatever your chosen, you know, uh, cell phone company is besides T-Mobile, you're not going to switch to T-Mobile for Pac-12 football. I think we can all agree on that. For the most part, maybe it went off, but for the most part, people are not going to do that. So, okay, take that angle out of it. What's the next angle? Well, I'm not seeing, to be honest with you, I I have a iPhone 13 Pro Max right here. Love my phone. Can't say I've ever seen a push notification of any variety about MLS. No, never seen it come across my phone because I like I just am surprised. Like I would think it's Apple TV iPhones, like there's some nice little synergy there. Maybe you push that out, like, but I've never seen it. I, I just don't know. And again, this is in, in you know, I, I ask you guys every day, and I, I know you're probably tired of hearing me ask this question, but when you guys look at at your normal, your conveniences, what's easy for you? Well, I would think the easiest thing would be on your phone. Hey, I've got the ESPN app. Okay. Well, for me. That's what's easy. For me, it's the TV. I've got a TV right here in my studio. Yeah. And I've got a TV in my living room that's got the ESPN app on it, Amazon Prime Video. It does not have Apple TV. I have zero exposure. And again, I'm much like Jake. Yeah. I have a, a MacBook Pro. I have a MacBook Space Shuttle computer over studio. here. Studio. That like runs the entire yes. universe. Yes. I've got an iPhone and I've got an iPad Pro. I have never seen a solicitation from MLS. I wouldn't even know how to get Apple TV. I used to have one of those small silver boxes yeah, yeah, with the little remote. Yeah, I, I, Do they still do that? That's actually an incredible point. We used to have Apple TV in the house and never used it. Never used like, it. Like literally not never used it. One time, never used it. And it's just not in my, what's the right, is ecosystem Yeah, it's sphere? not in your, it's, it's not, not in my in ecosystem. It's not in your ecosystem and but, sphere and stuff. But you guys, you look at this number. Um, and again, I just say, this is as of this January. That's 148.6 million Amazon Prime members. So in the United States, you, the U.S. accounts for about 74% of all paying Amazon Prime members. 200, they cracked 200 million worldwide this, this past year. So you're telling me that if you, were to, if you were to get in bed with Amazon, you can't get 1 million of those people to watch your product? And that's my point. Like, I just, and Tim Cook, my God, he has got just, I think he wipes his ass with $400 million a year. Like, I'm serious. Oh, yeah. Apple's got the bread to do it. I don't think anybody questions that. Yeah. The thing I struggle with is assimilation, acceptance. Like, it's become, you know, I think about Utah. I think about Brant Keithy's parents in Texas. Hey, are they going to have to figure out Apple TV and how it works and... That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And let's say that Utah is a tier two game. Yeah. Okay, well, if it's on ESPN, I guess I'm okay with that. But if you're Apple, do you want the, the second best game on, on your competitor? I don't think you do. No. That's why it's awkward, Well, man. and I have to think if you're Apple, you understand that you have a lot of progress you need to make as far as being relevant in a sports fan's sphere if that's the word we're going to keep using like like if i like again i you know you think about like perfect example nba tonight i know the nba playoffs are only in two spots it's not difficult 
No. You're either on ESPN or you're on TNT. That's it. That's it. I like it's that simple. And I know if I if I got a date with a honey later tonight, I can pull up the DirecTV app and pull up TNT or ESPN. I know where to find the product. And it's in my sphere. Like that's like so I have to think if you're Apple, you understand, hey, having us having one game and then Amazon having tier two game doesn't really work for us. We need we need a punch. We need something that says you have to be like you got to get here and consume this content. And that's the other problem with this. The Pac-12 Big is problem. not uh must see TV on a regular basis. I would say one game a week and that's usually with those three teams sitting at the top of the table. And then you look at this. This is Apple TV subscribers and number on the right and this is December 2022. They have 25 million paid subscribers. Okay. People who said Apple TV, I'm going to pay you. Yeah. That 50 million, that 50 million user number is the number of T-Mobile and other promotional memberships. Um which means limited time not revenue generating. Um So you have half the amount. Like that's scary to me. Yeah. That is That's wild. That is re- look at that. I mean, you're you're looking at a number. Yeah. Where you you have 50 million users worldwide that access their video on demand flat platform through promotions. Yeah. And that is of that that service, that 50 million people got Apple TV free for a year. Maybe that's Apple's problem with, with their with Apple TV because you know, maybe it's maybe the issue is is that they think Apple TV is a lot more compelling than it actually is. Because if you're if you're going yeah. through like a T-Mobile or any of those those other places that you know any of those fifty million people would be accessing Apple TV from, they're only doing it because it's free to them, not that's because right. they want to be there. And I think that's a super like important distinction that needs to be made. And that's why I say like again, the original question. Uh, this is our second talking point today. The original question was, is Apple TV a viable option for the Pac-12? And I, with you, I don't think it is for like a variety of different reasons. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Roger Sales says, I won't pay app for Apple TV for Pac-10, even with San Diego State and Fresno. Look at that. That's right. And I think that's your biggest concern. And Gary. it's so funny, not to cut you off, but the chancellor said, I'm glad you brought that up, Roger. The chancellor said he would like to see the Pac-12 get back to 12 teams as soon as possible. So it's not even just that that the Pac-12 folks think they're going to get more than the Big 12. They want to get back to 12 teams ASAP, no matter right. what that takes. That's exactly right. Gary says Apple TV is stupid, easy to figure out. And yes, they do send notifications. I just got one sports related. I don't know how I've never gotten one. I mean, I, I've always had an iPhone. And I always have every year I get a new iPhone. But what's not on your phone? Apple TV. So my point with that was, Gary, is not that if you're an Apple TV customer, do you get them or not. I'm saying that for the, what, uh, 100 plus million people in the United States who are not Apple TV people and who are not even accessing the platform but own an iPhone, I should be getting notifications about MLS regularly. But And again, and I don't have... I. I I don't have Amazon Prime on my phone, right? But I have the Amazon shopping app. 
Uh-huh. I don't have the Prime Video app. I still get notifications about Thursday night football. Yeah. I get notifications on my TV about Thursday night football. Yes. Right? And again, I look at this, and that's, that is, to answer you know, a question directly, I think it is, it's scary that when you look at Starry's question, is that 25 million users worldwide? It is. That's 25 wow. million users worldwide. That's it. And you have 50 million users worldwide who are on a one-year free subscription to Apple TV. So even if you combine those two, and I probably would not combine those two, but if, if you get crazy, you're not even half as many as Amazon Prime. That's the thing that scares you about what's going on with the Pac-12 because this league deserves better. Yes. This league should be on ESPN. This league should be on over-the-air TV that people can easily access. It's what was so exciting about the CW deal that's now not going to happen. It was what's so exciting about hearing about script sports maybe being interested yeah. that we know are not. It's what's so exciting about NBC Universal, though NBC Universal just lost their their CEO to a sex scandal. So now they are going to have to replace him. Yep. Like anything that's NBC, anything that's a CW or Ion scripts, like those are readily available outlets. Whereas like Apple TV, I just, I look at what's going on with MLS and I say to myself, man, that's not, that's not exciting. No, that's not exciting. In any way, shape, or form. Uh, Ron McClure says, cable a ripoff to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a yeah. DirecTV customer. Yeah. And I, you know, once my contract's up with DirecTV, I'll probably go to YouTube TV. 1984 says, just like the YouTube album that ended up on iTunes. Well, there is that. <laughs> Sparse says, I have uh, HBO, uh, Max, Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Apple TV. Wow. There you go. Wow. But you know what's interesting? Like, if you look at the way entertainment works... And I can't remember the movie chain. I want to say it's AMC. The president of AMC said that Top Gun saved the movie theater industry because it brought people back and the boom in movie sales tickets has not eased since Top Gun. And you look at that theory, like we wanted to go see John Wick on its opening weekend, couldn't get a ticket anywhere in the Valley. Yeah. So I look at that theory and I say to myself, okay, if you're Apple TV, did the MLS deal do that for you? Well, it certainly did not. If your Apple TV does the Pac-12 deal do that for you? Uh, man, that's a tough sell. I don't know if it does or not. And the other thing, that obviously the elephant in the room is, uh, how many presidents are going to go for tier one games on stream? And we've told you repeatedly, our sources have said that it's not even 50-50. It's like 40-60 who will not. Yeah. Of the 10, there are four presidents who would say yes. Yeah. So I think there's just a lot of hurdles to clear, you know, like it's, you know, and, and listen, we all have different opinions. I mean, yeah, sure. Cocaine bear better than Top Gun. Probably not. But I mean, that's your opinion. And I respect that. Gary says people still go to theaters. Dude, I love. Oh, yeah, dude. Love going to the movies. Yeah. Movie I love theater it. popcorn's one of the worst things you can eat on the planet. And it's still one of my favorite things. Starry says if Apple buys tier one rights, what would ESPN and Amazon do? I don't think Amazon would do anything. And I don't think that they would care all that much. No. Like again, and, and, and I, you know, we haven't seen ESPN layoff guy in the chat yet, but you know, ESPN's going through all these layoffs. And I think what's really interesting is, is people view the ESPN layoffs as the house is burning down at ESPN. And I'm telling you again, and we have been consistent as hell on this. It's not that the house is burning down. They're just trimming fat. 
you know they're they're on the they're on the cut right now they're saying hey we don't need all these extra bodies we're just paying people that are what doing that nothing number today that even before they sell an ad i think i tweeted this today People it was were like seven hundred and like seven hundred and seventy million, million or something. Yeah, ESPN for the for the crowd that was like, "Oh, ESPN's going bankrupt." I'm pretty sure that it's it's seven. I want to say seven hundred seventy-five million dollars. Seven hundred seventy-five million dollars a month. ESPN makes seven hundred seventy-five million dollars a month. Yeah. Before they ever sell an ad. Like, <laughs> and that's just TV subscription services. Like, what are we even talking about, dude? I said $775 million a month. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a cash printing machine. Yeah. It's it's remarkable. Uh, appreciate your patronage here today. Thanks for being here. Um, as always, all of our uh, football talk on this show is brought to you by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. And that includes the brand new premiere of the Taco Grande Pizza. Hi, I'm Kylie, and I make fresh, delicious Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, hi, I'm Zach, and I make the Papa Murphy's Pizza. Sure, that's take and bake. We built it with the freshest ingredients. You bake it fresh in your oven. By you, you mean me, so technically... I make the pizza. Super good pizza, Kylie. Oh, Kylie, so good. Right now, enjoy big time taco flavors on a pizza with the limited time taco grande. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Dude, I'm getting one of those. Dude, we have to. I mean, I don't even. Now, now listen, I'm not a guy that eats Satan's giblets, yeah. otherwise known as black olives. Yeah, we don't do olives. Oh, we don't do that. Yeah, We're real men. Yeah. Um, but the, that taco grande pizza looks amazing. Bye. I'm telling you, give me some pizza, give me some meatball marinara, yeah. and sleep well, friends. Yeah. Sleep well. Sleep well. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show, hour number two, right now, presented by our friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Best injury attorneys in the business. And you know, a lot of people ask me about workman's comp. And I know it's a big deal, and I know that a lot of people that that are laborers, um, you know, get hurt on the job. Okay, that's one thing. But if you get hurt while you're at work, no matter what you do, you wait tables or you are a a mailroom clerk, you have a right to representation. And you know what you have a right to, and a, and you know what you owe yourself information. Facts. That's what you owe yourself when you get hurt at work. A lot comes at you very quickly. If you're injured and you cannot work, you're you're out of control of a lot of things. You didn't deserve to get hurt at work, but you do deserve an advocate. Get to theadvocates.com and chat with an attorney live online for free at theadvocates.com. They don't charge you because they don't have retainers. They don't have big consultation fees. All you do is get the best legal advice at theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney online. What do you have to lose? If you get hurt at work and you're like, man, do I need an attorney? Why don't you ask one? That's as simple as I can make it. Hey, how am I going to get the money back I lost from the days that I was out? Hey, how am I going to get my medical bills paid for? The advocates have been through this hundreds of thousands of times. 
They have all the answers to your questions right now online, theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney 24-7 for free. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on The Monty Show. Uh, always appreciate the tips. Provo Cougar fan gives us $5. BY should offer, Brett Yormark, uh, should offer uh, Oregon State and Washington State. Then we could watch the Four Corner School fight it out for the last two Big 12 lifeboats. The only problem with that is I, I believe... That's a good visual. Like yeah. <laughs> I believe Gonzaga's in already. I've had multiple sources confirm that they have been offered, Gonzaga. verbally offered membership, which is to say, hey, we'd love to have you guys in the conference. Let's get the ball rolling. Let me know when you guys are ready to go. Gonzaga. We've heard that repeatedly. Confirmed it through multiple sources. You're not going to add Washington State and Gonzaga to the conference. So I think Oregon State, and we, we've told you this several times now. Yeah. Oregon State is, in my opinion, um, the 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 sleeper in in the Pac-12. Yeah, I think that they are somebody that you will, in my opinion, see movement on. I think they have too much. By the way, real quick, Scott Barnes, the athletic director um, at Oregon State, who was at uh, Utah State previously, um, had a heart attack over the weekend. Um, and I hope that you guys will will think about Scott a little bit this this afternoon, uh, and think positive thoughts for him. Scott his, Scotty is a really good dude, um, and you never like to see somebody go through that. So uh, just you know, kind of kind of think about that. And it is Scott Barnes is a really classy guy. He treated me very well in my career, um, and to hear he was at a he was at an awards banquet, um, I believe at Fresno Fresno State. Um, getting ready to accept an award, and he had what is believed to be a heart attack, and they like had to clear the room. And yeah. so, if you have a minute today, just take take thirty seconds and and put Scott Barnes in your in your thoughts, uh, because he's a good good dude. Um, but I think when I look at Oregon State, I I see something. I see a property that's incredibly valuable. I don't know that I feel the same way when we talk Gonzaga versus Washington State. Because Washington State has not been relevant for some time. Yeah. And when I say relevant, I mean championship relevant, right? I mean, obviously, you know, the Palouse is a great, a great place to be. I mean, it's a fine university. But when you look at championship medal, basketball, football, like revenue generating sports, Washington State just has, has not been relevant. Um, I, so I look at Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga is relevant every single year yeah. uh, in basketball. So for my money, I, I think Gonzaga is incredibly relevant. Um, if I were the Big 12, I would I would be sitting tight and waiting because it, it I have not heard one person who agrees that the Pac-12 will generate a deal that they can actually get a grant of rights on, which means all 10 schools agree, yep, this is a good deal for us. We're all staying. And they sign a five-year grant of rights. <coughs> I have not heard one person who says that that's viable and is going to happen. Yeah. And that's why I say when, you know, you've got chancellors and presidents and athletic directors and all these guys coming out talking about how, oh, yeah, we're going to get a TV deal and it's going to be great and everything's awesome and nothing to see here. Yeah. We've heard this before. Yep. Dale Donut says some of us have invested in our hometown theaters instead. My setup, uh, home theaters instead, excuse me. My setup rivals top theaters from the leather reclining seats to the projector image to the screen and sound. Yeah, love home theater. It's really tough to beat a a hardcore all yes, out, is. like you paid a company to come in and outfit your basement home theater setup. 
Robert Moffat. Jake pees into a bottle during the Papa Murphy's promo. Uh, okay. Well, there's a bathroom right down the hall, so I don't know why he would do that. No, uh, no, no. Jeremy Callahan says that Taco uh, Grande is killer. Yeah, I'm super stoked to. Uh, I'm super stoked to try it. Yeah, I am super stoked to try Just the it. Olives though, the ol- no olives, please. No olives. San Diego State TV fan is not an educated media executive. TV fans babble about layoffs affecting potential media deals is irrelevant to me. It really is. I mean, it, it really, really is. It, there is, and I, I know we've explained it a thousand times, but there is no relevance to. Oh, hey, ESPN laid off this many people no disney mandated for espn to make layoffs they're they're a business unit of disney like yes. it, it it does not say well they're not going to bid on pac 12 it's irrelevant they're going to bid 4 billion dollars a year for nba tv rights man that number is just ridiculous well, no, but that's only because we cut a guy in the mailroom we can afford that yeah we you know his dropping benefits, a 10 dollar an woo, hour job really dude his benefits were way over the top dude and we cut back on free bottled water here on here in bristol oh it, it it makes no sense at all i'm just telling you it makes no sense at all Michael Peck, how the heck are you, my friend? It's almost as if the Pac-12 in Colorado is expecting a better deal than anyone else is expecting. Good luck with that. Well, you know, I, all I can do is rely on the comments um, that they make. Phil DiStefano, the uh, chancellor of Colorado, said there's a very good possibility the next deal will bring in per school revenue ranking third among the P5s, which is only to say number one is Big Ten, number two is the SEC, so number three would be the, big, the Pac-12 ahead of the Big 12 and the ACC. Uh, you know, listen, I I just don't... Unless Apple TV is willing to just, I mean, regurgitate a massive deal. <laughs> and again, I don't think you can get 10 people to say, yeah, let's go all in on streaming. Because if you're going to do that, when you try to do that was Amazon? Yes, yes, yes. Right? I mean, I, yes. I, I think you would. And by the way, if you're so married to streaming, why wouldn't you first go to ESPN with that concept? Yeah, I... You know, like, I don't know. I mean, you look at some of the stuff that, that we we talk about, uh, or excuse me, you, you look at some of the stuff we talk about in this comment. Um, he also hopes it's a five to seven year deal instead of being locked into a longer contract. Well, that one I understand. Right, but what yeah. have we been reporting on this yeah. show? It's a five-year deal. Yeah. The, the Pac-12 is talking about a five-year deal with its media rights partners. Yeah. And we've talked about that consistently on the show and, and I agree. I think that's a very relevant, smart business decision because you can't go 10 years. You, you, the, the cycle turns too quickly now. Well, and we saw what happened with the Jazz and their TV deal. We saw what happened with, you know, the, the RSNs across the country with Bally's. Like, yeah. you can't be locked into long, decades-long TV opportunities because the problem is, is that, once again, this little device called the cell phone, you know, innovates at such a rapid pace that that you're not able to 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 keep up if you're in a ten year deal. Now, five years is fine because in five years, you know, you won't. Maybe you'll be a touch behind, but you'll you'll start negotiating that fresh deal four years in. You can you can work all the innovation back in. Like everything's fine. So I agree that five years is 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 where you want to be. But but what I'm having trouble with is just this this sort of out of touch mental place that the Pac-12 is in like we were talking about this story last night and I said it's incredible that all these Pac the Pac-12 leadership is so in touch with its messaging 
yet so collectively out of touch with reality and what they're actually going to get. It's truly incredible to me that that's where they are as a conference. And I just think it's a it's for college football I, as a whole, finale on the Pac-12 thing is going to be crucial because mm-hmm. if it is going to burn to the ground, that's going to forever change college college athletics. Like, And I'm not just talking about football and basketball. I'm talking about everything from cross country to, you know, badminton, tennis, softball, like every soccer, like everybody. But dude. again, I, I, I also think there's only so much money to go around. I, I, I think the tech segment has just gotten their ass kicked this year. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, you know, if you want to rely so heavily on layoffs, look at the layoffs in the tech sector, look at iPhone sales in the, in, in the universe these days. Like, if you're worried about money, and, and again, I'm not saying that Apple has any financial trouble whatsoever. Yeah. But you look at the slowing pace of iPhone sales and the slowing innovation in iPhones and the problem with chipsets in, in, in the tech world. I mean, it, it, it it's to me, it's there are real questions about the viability of, of Apple just from a distribution standpoint. I... I Listen, as somebody that watches the Pac-12 every single week and pretty much I try to watch every single game, it's impossible to do, but I damn near try. And and really with an eye to the future and the, the importance of college basketball, I'm telling you now, Apple's a mistake. Yeah. Because the the money that it the the money that college basketball is is going to generate here pretty quickly, you just can't overlook that. And if you're at Apple and I'm and your your East Coast AP writer, your your college basketball poll guy, <laughs> your you know like how many how many decision makers in in college basketball have Apple TV? Because right now on normal broadcast, the Pac-12 is not a basketball co- a conference. Yeah, they're not. And then you're going to take USC and UCLA out of that. You're going to have one school in that league that's a basketball school, and that's Arizona. And so now you become this whole thing where you have to find relevance yeah. in basketball, which if you look across the country and you look at the, the Big Ten and the Big 12, the way that they are innovating, and you look at the fact that like North Carolina went from winning a national championship to not making the tournament and not going to the NIT because they know they need to structurally reload because you have to revenue generate in <laughs> basketball. You're going to have one basketball school in a conference that's on Apple TV. Hot damn, dude. That's terrifying. Yeah, that doesn't work, man. That is really terrifying, dude. And, and you know, really, I, I just have a lot of pause. As a Pac-12 observer, I have a lot of pause about doing a deal with Apple TV. Even if it's, even if it's $400 million. Let's get crazy. $40 million a year per school. Yeah. What are you not getting? You're not getting reach. You're not getting eyes on your product. Because the other thing you have to remember is recruiting is, TV is a huge part of recruiting. Yeah. So that's cool that you're making $400 million. And let's say that every school gets a $40 million paycheck. But mom and, mom and dad in Frisco, Texas, who maybe can't afford... Apple TV are never going to see your games. Seriously. Because when they mosey into a bar or they mosey into a restaurant, a sports bar restaurant to watch little Jimmy 
play football or basketball and that bar doesn't subscribe to Apple TV because that's another big deal. Now what are you going to do? I wonder if the Pac-12 is, is has ever thought about this concept of, hey, like we just got to get revenue in. Like we got we to gotta get money in, right? You got the Comcast situation that they still have to pay off. Com, the, 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 the president and CEO of NBC gets fired over the weekend for a sexual scandal. So you know that there's turmoil there. So you know that you need to bring revenue in. So I wonder if they were to do a five-year deal and just to, just for straight-up survival, hey, we need to do a five-year deal. We need to get this thing done so we can survive. I wonder if that's ever crossed their mind. Oh, because, certainly it has. Because if you think about it, like, I totally agree. You're killing your viewership with Apple. No, like, it's just you're not going to get people to sign up for Apple yeah. to watch your product. But if it brings you, let's say, 40 a year per school, that would be insane. That would be incredible. So that I wonder really if that, would be. like, I wonder if that trade off is worth it for them. Yeah, I think that really would be. Uh, thank you, by the way, to Aaron Wilson, who gifted a membership to uh, Dave Albertson. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, for doing that. And all of you guys that are here today, please make sure you hit the like button. Um, give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow and we appreciate you helping us with that. If you enjoy our if you enjoy our content on uh, any level, make sure that you go ahead and hit that like button so that we uh, can continue to grow the show. If you're just tuning in today, obviously, uh, I know you're going to find this a shocker. We're talking about as a Pac-12 turns the headlines in the Pac-12 media world today are that Apple seems to be emerging as one of the leading contenders and really the last of the Mohicans with a big bag of cash for the Pac-12. Can they make a deal that helps the Pac-12 sustain their, their current platform and their current positioning in college football and basketball? That's a big question. Um, and there's this update on Colorado to the Big 12. Uh, their chancellor uh, at Colorado um, did a pretty big spread with the uh, USA Today. Phil DiStefano is the chancellor at Colorado. And amongst other things, he said, there's a very good possibility the next deal will bring in per school revenue ranking third among the P5s ahead of the Big 12 and the ACC. He also hopes for a five to seven year deal. And he talked about how at the 12 year deal they have, everyone passed us up in revenue during that 12 years, he also said, I think of five years, um, we'll get, uh, streaming will get much better. That's changing so much, it's gonna put us in a position to pick up some things that maybe we're not going to get at this point. So then the question has to be asked again. <coughs> okay, so let me get this right. So you're saying that you're not going to get at this point. So are you doing a streaming deal or not? And if you're not, where's that money coming from? Because frankly, we have, we have not heard that a linear TV partner is willing to pony up the kind of cash that we're talking about. See, I agree. Like, we've had some comments earlier in the show, Grim, about how, like, hey, these statements make it so you can't get to the Big 12. That statement right there about how streaming is going to be much better. We're going to have a much better feel for streaming five years from now. You know what the issue with that is? Is that the feel for streaming is already established. That's right. It's not rocket science. Like, it's not hard to do. It's not difficult. It's not like some, you know, uh, um, you know, like science formula, right? Like it's pretty actually straightforward to do. You need good internet connection and some facilities. That's, That's it. Right. And so when I look at this, I look at it and I say, this guy is yet again out of touch with reality because 
all across the globe. There are live sporting events on stream almost every single day. That's right. So let's not sit here and pretend that streaming is somehow this difficult thing. Or this foreign concept. Yeah, like it's, it's somehow not. like out of left field or something. Yeah, it's not. It's a it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting conversation. And I think you guys, frankly, you guys are sitting here streaming this show right now. Yeah. I mean, you're watching it on YouTube and I I, I wonder I wonder your thoughts on it. Uh Max Schnell, why did CU say no? I think they basically said what and I think we've pretty much exclusively reported what we believe that um, Utah said uh, to the Big 12, which was not right now. And I think that's pretty much what everybody's saying, not right now, because you're trying to figure out a place in time where when, when you look at these statements, you're trying to figure out exactly how, how, do, you, how do you manage this process right here? Because I think that's the, that's the biggest question to me is how do you manage in a, in a world where you know streaming is becoming such a big deal how do you how do you manage that? And the answer is I, I don't know how you manage that. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Um, and I think they're saying no because they need to wait and find out what that number is. And again, that's why I ask. Hey, listen, if Apple's going to pony up three fifty four hundred a year, I, I don't think you have any choice but to take them up on their offer. But I'm here to tell you, I've not heard that one time. And when you when you look at this, you look at this comment. Look at that second paragraph right there. You, you look at this paragraph right here, this one right here. I think in five years, we'll get a much better feel for streaming services. That's changing so much. And it's going to put us in a position to pick up some things that maybe we're not going to get at this point. Like that's a really heavy statement to make when you're talking about right now, the people with a lot of money in, in the proverbial Brinks truck. Well, who is that? That is Apple TV and to a lesser extent, Amazon Prime Sports. Yeah. Because from my understanding, Amazon Prime Sports isn't interested in, in being the exclusive you know, streaming partner of the, the Pac-12. I think they'd like one game on a Friday night. Yeah. I think that's what they'd like because they've got a ton of soccer now. They've got the NFL. My belief is that they're, they're going to continue to grow their relationship with Major League Baseball. My belief is they're going to get involved in the NBA. SEC, F1. Like you look at you look at what Amazon is offering now. They don't need that. You look yeah. at what ESPN has on their schedule right now. They don't need three Pac-12 games a week on ABC and ESPN. <laughs> they just don't need that. They need a game on Saturday night in that late window. And if they don't get that, their scoreboard shows do phenomenally well because guess what? They know that they don't have a lot of competition. So what's that late window going to be? The Big Ten. But here's the other problem. Right now, can the Big Ten make that late window work every week? No, it can't. Because they only have two teams. And you can't have, and my guess is they'll try to figure it out, it's going to be very difficult to have, if you just stay at USC and UCLA, it's going to be very difficult to have one of them at home every week. That's going to be, that's going to be a real scheduling challenge. Yeah. Which again goes back to the idea of adding Washington, Oregon, Stanford, and Cal. But what do you have to do? You got to find new money. Like it's this never-ending cycle of very difficult economic times, in my opinion, that make it really hard to to make these deals easily easy, work easily. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say. So yeah. I just think you're you're in a very challenging environment, and you have a lot of competition. 
Um, and not all of that competition is quality, which is why every single day on the show, we tell you to go to Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com, because you know yes! every time you go to Barbecue Pit Stop, it's nothing but quality. That's right. bbqpitstop.com. I'm telling you guys, scrambled eggs, ribs, brisket, you name it, anything you're going to make. Had a lovely pork chop off the grill last night. Asado seasoning makes everything better. And you can only get that at bbqpitstop.com. Go to any of their six Utah locations. Logan, Layton, Lehigh, Payson, St. George down in the GZ. They have a beautiful new store down in St. George. A beautiful new store in Payson. And of course, our good friends in Murray on State Street across from the mall. And you guys, you go, you find their YouTube channel. While you're watching the show, go find BBQ Pit Stop. Barbecue Pit Stop's. Uh, channel our guy steve at the Le lehigh store put up a great new how-to video Thanks. on their youtube channel go get that thing you guys i'm telling you barbecue pit stop is all about customer service and education they're the best guys in the business now anytime you're barbecue pit stop you got to think the best barbecue equipment in the business traeger yoder big green egg camp chef knock it down absolutely you know they've got it right but they've also got rubs sauces seasoning spices wing dust um, they've also, if your wife a vegetarian, that pretty much makes you a vegetarian, right? You need some cauliflower Thanks. wing dust. They've got it there too. You need tongs because every man needs a good every set of tongs. Every man needs a tong. You need aprons. You need to look cool. You need to protect your grill and mats on the ground so you don't I'm discolor your concrete. You need a great cherry pellet mix for your smoker. Yeah. Of course they've got it. You Barbecue need a bin pit for stop. your pellets? BBQpitstop.com. I need a bin for my pellets. Seriously. I do. BBQpitstop.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, because as if we haven't had enough breaking news today, breaking news out of the NBA at this hour, Giannis Ante, your mama, Takumpo and stuff. Yeah, Takumpo. Giannis Ante Takumpo cleared to play. He will play tonight, um, which is huge. Here I am. Because the Bucks, the Bucks have been fading. But you know, you know the funny thing about the Bucks tonight? Yeah. They're in Miami. Yeah. And the Bucs are, uh, excuse me, minus seven and a half in that game. And the number's 218. So this is going to be interesting. Giannis will play tonight. Will play tonight. And we'll what get, is that series at again? That series is at, wait, isn't that 2? I believe it's 2-1 Milwaukee. One Milwaukee. I am pretty certain. Yeah, I think it's 2-1. It is 2-1 Miami, excuse me. 2-1 Miami. It is 2-1 Miami. Um, but that's going to change tonight because yeah. that game's good. That's going to be even 2-2. Yeah. Now, obviously, Giannis has to stay healthy. By the way, Lakers in Memphis. Dylan Brooks will not be suspended for the cock punch heard around the world. The cock punch heard round the world. Yeah. Stay hard. Yeah. We're going to punch LeBron in the back. How do you it's not gawk. suspend Dylan Brooks for that, by the way? Yeah. Uh, just a couple more stories. Ime Yudoka hired as the head coach of the Houston Rockets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, by the way, uh, and perhaps, I think not perhaps, the biggest story of the day, uh, Aaron freaking Rodgers traded to the New York Jets today. So we have all of that happening in the world of sports, and we have as the Pac-12 turns, you know. as usual, the Monty Show all over it. Thanks to our friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Renee Roca says, go Heat. Renee says, Heat won last game. Not for long. Not for long. I think Giannis comes at him and gets him. I think they go. I think they yeah. go right at him. Um, yes, thank you. Truck stop Gumby says Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Uh, Jorge says go Bucks. Okay. 
Uh, Callahan says the Klyovkov punch heard around the world. Exactly. George, he punched him in the Klyovkov. <laughs> you know. Um, uh, Buckeye in Texas says O-H-I-O-S-T. Nobody likes Ohio State. Suck it. The. Oh, I'm sorry. The. Thank you. Shh. My bad. The. Hugh Janus. Ohio State. <laughs> what? You got to pause. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Anytime, Team pause. Anytime you're talking about the. We'll, we'll be back. We're just going to wait through the pause. Ohio State. <laughs> I, mean, I hate Ohio State. Uh, frankly, I hate Ohio State. Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be a monster. I hate Ohio State. You know, uh, Jeremy Callahan says Hugh Janus. Yeah, that's a friend. He's like, he lives two doors down from me, Hugh. Hugh. You know, and yeah. him and his wife, Anita Dick. I mean, they're just, I mean, they're incredibly nice people. They are. Anita Dick. Yeah, Hugh and Anita. <laughs> you know, I, I love those. in opposition. I love those. They bake great cookies, you know, Hugh and Anita. Uh, Gary says, I hate Ohio State so much. Go blue. No, dude, go Notre Dame. You can't say, oh, yeah, I hate the Ohio State so much, only to then say, go blue. Come on. Well, that's, be better. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean nobody, be better. nobody likes Ohio State, yeah. and nobody likes Michigan. Nobody likes, I mean, you know, Jim Harbaugh and his khakis. Oh, Jim Harbaugh, suck it. Come on. Um, yeah, I'm really, are you at all surprised, by the way, that Giannis is going to play tonight? I'm not. Nah. I think they need to good. take control of that series. I agree. Uh, Buckeye in Texas says, go blue, go, go blow. Okay. Okay. I mean, look, Pervin Meyer, I would probably agree with you. Yeah, Pervin Meyer is probably still in that bar with a honey on his lap that's like 30 years younger than him. On his hand. Yeah. She was sitting on his hand. It's an erection. They're just friends. They were saying hello. Right. Friends with benefits. We get it. loud in there. We get it. He was talking through his finger in her butt. Hiscock. You know. Hiscock. Uh, Brandon Unruh. Hiscock. Dude. I apologize. Uh, I got witness to Baker planting the OU flag in Columbus. It was comical, and I'm not an OU fan. Yeah, you know what I mean? Let's go. <laughs> See, Brandon? You fit in on this show. 513 Bearcat says the. Don't fuck. Ohio State. It's so stupid. Yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, Jimmy Smith, West Virginia. Uh, Joe Cockenblow. Uh, Michigan, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigma, the Ohio State. <coughs> and the best one is Brigham. Yeah. Kyle Van Oy, Brigham. Like he pauses. You have to pause. Kyle Van Oy, Brigham. I love it. Yeah. I love it. How do you not? Uh, Ron Nolan, two and one Montana. I'm confused, but I'm always confused. Milwaukee, Mi Montana, Miami. It's two one Miami. Tony Montana. Milwaukee, Miami. You guys are talking basketball. Hello. Hello. It, it's the little round ball thing. You dribble up and down. Just shut up and dribble. Yeah, just shut up and dribble, Fox. By the way, are we going to Carlson? By the way, are we going to dare delve into Tucker Carlson Keep and real. and Don the Terror Lemon? Donnie the Douche Lemon. Don Lemon. And Tucker Carlson fired today. You're a douche. <laughs> Are we all, at all going to get into oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We will. Yeah, we need to. In non-sports stories, we will. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says, the. <laughs> Shh. Oregon State <laughs> University. 
It doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work. Spider will turn the series around, Monty. Stay tuned, Monty. Please. I hope so. Connor Tulin, who puts Nicks on every everything he comments on our channel, every single thing he comments. Oh, Nicks. Uh, I did a video on how to tr properly trim your rose bushes. I'm so bricked up right now. Nicks. I did a video talking about my new golf clubs. By the way, I'm kind of a big deal. PXG shouted me out on Twitter. Let's go. Anyway, the point is, I put up a video about my brand new $5,000 PXG golf clubs. Nicks. Did you do a video on the... Ohio State? I did not. Damn, so he didn't comment Nick's on that video. No, he he only commented Nick's on my $26,000 spaceship golf clubs from PSG. I know, reset. You guys like how it gets more expensive every dude, time. Dude, those clubs, though, by the way, dude, they are incredibly worth it. Dude, my body hurts right now from all the golf I played this weekend. I'm starting to hit it, though. That's what she said. Back out there. Uh, mom, Louis Capazzo. What's up, Louis? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, he's going to get a smackdown. Heat going to get a smackdown. I can't read today. It's, no. It's, it's raining outside. I can't read. It's hazy. Uh, Capazzo, I think you're right. I think the Bucks are going to... I would be all in on that. Uh, let's see. Buckeye in Texas. Only after we planted Baker uh, the year before. He was so butthurt. Well, I mean, when you're butthurt. Q James. Yeah, I mean, when you're butthurt. Waves in opposition. You know. Uh, Vorlon Angel. Oh, God. Here we go. Now we're like we starting go. to get into now it. Now we're getting into the Vorlon Angel. Buckeye in Texas went missing after Michigan kicked their ass at home. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Yeah. Clint Moses, the Oregon State only OSU to beat their rival. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everybody's in on the Michigan beat Ohio State hate. Oh, look, shit. Look, Buckeye in Texas. You brought this on yourself. You brought this on yourself. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Callahan. Doesn't he have a cousin over in Germany named Johanna Talikdasvatumumba? Yes. I don't know what that says. Too much work, dude. Uh, Renee. Didn't the mighty Ohio Big Blow 10 get owned by Vince Young, too? Wow. Okay. Buckeye. Everybody hates us because they can't never be us. The... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. Oh. There we go. Ohio State. Uh. All right. Mike uh. M says, but you ruined it. Oh, See, we were supposed to say the Ohio oh, State. Damn. Then... See, that's what happens. You get on the good stuff. You get on the good stuff, and all of a sudden you're back. You guys are ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Truck Stop Gumby. OSU, OSU, OSU. Okay. Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. <laughs> Tucker's hair, Tucker haircut Carlson, big dope. <laughs> One hour from now, non-sports oh, stories of the man, day. man, dude. Non-sports stories of the day. like looking ahead to Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon talk. You know. Ryan Fair, my guy, what's up? So are we really saying there isn't money available to add Oregon and Washington to the big? Not right now. I mean, you just hired a TV stud yeah, you did. to be your new commissioner, right? So I think there will be. But what I'm telling you is you're not, you don't have, you know, of the 79 teams in the Big Ten currently, <laughs> I don't think there's any of them that are willing to give up a, a slice of their pie to get Oregon and Washington. Bro, 79 teams and only two matter. <laughs> I believe it's 79. We were saying that. Did they relegate Rutgers to... to <laughs> 
to the minimum. Yeah, hey, Wrexham is in the Big Ten now, okay? <laughs> hey, didn't it, could I? Am I wrong that didn't Nebraska get relegated to the MEAC? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the Big Ten is. I anyway, I think that money could be available. I think you're just going to have to wait. Yeah. Because I, I don't think it matters. What does it matter? It, 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 you're Because you're not going to get Gene Smith at Ohio State to be like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Take $50 million of my money. Like, just go ahead. You know, we, we, we can't afford Buckeye stickers. And we suck, so we don't need the stickers. The, the leaf and the nut, you know, we don't need people to nut on our helmet. And it, Bro, what are you talking that, about, see, man? See, what I meant to say, just take the money. Hiscock. <laughs> right? I mean... Nobody's giving up money to add somebody. No. Who's doing that? Mark Ruckert. Sorry, just joining, so forgive if you've covered this. Colorado did not turn down the Big 12. Dude said nobody has invited them. Well, that's not exactly what he said. What he said was nobody asked. I mean, wait, we're committed to the Pac-12. And my my belief is, my belief is that they're going to be one of the schools that if anybody leaves... And again, I'm on the record because I don't want everybody to like, oh, Big 12 ain't on. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I don't believe a single one of these 10 schools wants to leave the Pac-12. I, I just don't. Notice what he said. Because again, I gotta, I'm with you on this. He never said nobody will go to the Big 12. He said nobody wants to go to the nobody Big 12. Wants to, nobody wants to leave. Nobody woke up and got out of bed in the Pac-12 and was like, yeah, we're going, I I, I got to go to the Big 12. That's Man, not what they're can't saying. can't wait. Today's the day. You know, you know. I, that's not what they're saying. But but I think the, the reality of the situation is no matter who you are, what you believe, once the TV deal number comes in, once George presents that grant of rights option, then we'll see who's been lying and who's been yeah. scheming because yeah. then you won't have much of a choice. Uh, Maury Alvarez, what's up? We saw Maury Alvarez. He came by the studio the other what's day. What's up, Maury? Bouncing for the day, boys. Kids love the shirts. I'll finish the show later. Maury, go. good to see you. Glad you're here, my favorite Floridian. Capazzo, uh, what the big is saying is Oregon and Washington are really not that good. Well, not good enough or valuable enough to sell out and make people give back rebates to get them in. Yeah. You know, or go to your TV partners and be like, hey, why don't you guys cough up, you know, $100 million more a year? Just not willing to do that. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, you, the money has to come from somewhere. That guy, too. I watch a lot of Pac-12 football on the evenings and nights here in the Great Plains. If they go Apple TV, this will be one set of eyeballs they won't get. I bet I am not the only one. You're, dude, Oof. I'm with you. I am with Truth. you on that, man. Truth. I think yes, that's yes, yes. I think that's a huge deal, Ryan Spot Fair. On. Rutgers be trash with a large market. That's what I'm saying, dude. There's two teams in like a 50 team conference, bro. That's funny. Nebraska out here sitting at the bottom of the oh, totem boy. pole for like the last decade. Just got a severe thunderstorm warning. Uh oh, on my phone. We uh, for those of you that are new to the show, we're based in Salt Lake City. Um. So Big 12 a um, of course. Right. Obviously. Um. And it has just been pounding. The weather has been so broke. We we went from like dead of winter to spring. And then when spring was over, we went to spring again. And now there's a severe thunderstorm warning. Uh, who knows? Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says nut leaves. Hey, man. Nut you know, leaves. You know. Uh, Just so you can go to Pound Town. Ryan Fair says Jesus nutting on helmets, Monty. It's In Notre God's Dame. God's name, image, and likeness. 
Jesus is a Notre Dame fan. God bless. You know, what, what do you want from me? <laughs> Jesus de Cristo, Notre Dame. That's, oh. You know. No, he doesn't play tight end. Uh, Mike Maples, there's only one you. It's the school Utah tried to steal their hand gesture from. Utah State? Good poll there. Thank you. Yeah. Um, let's see. Capazzo says, see you, Maury. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Big 12 Anon, bro. <laughs> That's truck stop Anon. Truck stop. <laughs> Exactly right. <laughs> Brandon Unruh says Nebraska got relegated to the Missouri Valley Conference with North Dakota State Bison because they lost their AAU membership. Better send those refunds. There was all that going around. There was a massive fight on my Twitter over the weekend, and people were like, hey, man, AAU, TCU, BYU. Like, it's, well, there's only one AAU member in, in the MEAC, and that's Nebraska. Like, stop. <laughs> stop. Mark Ruckert, everyone glosses over the pressure on Arizona, Colorado at L to keep their long-term relationship uh, with OSU and Washington State. They say what they need to say. Their feet will ultimately do all the talking. My opinion is, is that Arizona and Arizona State will go as the other goes. I think they're far too important to each other. Yeah. And this is this is what I said about Oklahoma and Texas all those years ago when everybody was like, you're a fat ass. You don't know what you're talking about, Chubbs. Okay. Everybody is outraged. Well, what did I tell you then that I'm going to tell you now? What's best for Texas is best for Oklahoma, and what's best for Oklahoma is best for Texas. So, oh, no shit. They wound up going to the SEC together, right? It is what no, it is. No, Texas went back to the whack. Oklahoma, oh, no, that's <coughs> not. They both went. That's right. They <coughs> It's not rocket science. Yeah. What's best for Arizona is best for ASU. And I love all these people who get all pissed off and they're like, oh, Oklahoma, Texas, and the Cotton Bowl and your mom. And it's like, okay, cool, cool. But ultimately, you guys hate each other so much, you stayed together and went and made more money because of it. <laughs> right? I, I, it, yeah. Arizona and Arizona State are tied at the hip. The problem is they tried up in the legislature to, to tie Washington and Washington State, and that didn't work. Tried the same thing with Oregon and Oregon State, and that didn't work. It's not. Uh, there's plenty of toast for all the butter, who be I believe is an undersexed white male, because he <laughs> only comes in here and asks about oh Jake's sex Oh, my God, life. just like that. Oh. When does the girl come back to town, Jake? She's back. She's back. Okay. Yeah. She was gone for the weekend. Yeah. You know. Yeah, she's back. Uh, Mr. Monkey says he didn't turn down the Big 12. That's not how this works. Oh, please do tell me how it works. Uh, nor did he say CU will never go to the Big 12. Never said he did. Uh, he said he wants to see the deal and he expects it to be fine. Okay, well, you know I mean, what I love? If, if, we're, if we're being accurate, which I've been accused of, but, you know, here's what he said. Very good possibility the next deal will bring in per school revenue ranking third amongst P5s. I would say that's not him saying it'll be fine. He also hopes for a five to seven year deal. And he doesn't want a 12-year deal like was previously reported. And he said a shorter contract will provide flexibility because he thinks that in five years, streaming will get much better. And it's a changing technology, which I don't, disregard, I don't disagree with, rather. And what he said is, nobody asked, never mind, we're committed to the Pac-12. Is almost a direct quote from the USA Today where this interview happened. 
Yeah. I'm just telling you, nobody, nobody is saying yes to the Big 12 today. Every, because again, Arizona was offered, turned them down. Arizona State turned them down. Colorado turned them down. I, and I know that again, oh, it's Big 12 ain't on. Whether you want to believe it or not, Ute fan, Utah and the Big 12 had significant conversations. And Utah said, not right now. They're all saying the exact same thing yeah. because they know if you're the first one to leave, you're going to get pounded for it. Yeah, which version of, hey, we need to see the, the Pac-12 TV deal or the grant of right number before we make a decision, would you like? Would you like the, yeah, we're, we expect it to be fine. It'll be good. We're going to be great. Would you like the President Robbins version of it, uh, which is, hey, uh, I have some affinities for the Big 12, but before I make any decisions, I got to see the number. Like, which version do you want? Because they're all basically saying the same thing. Yeah. Just 10 different ways. Uh, let's see. Uh, Truck Stop Gummy says, Monty's not fat. He's just tall. No, I'm fat. Hey, look here, man. I had a rough, like, self-image weekend. Uh-huh. I had a rough self-image weekend. I was, I was self-deprecating a lot this weekend. You watch yourself on tape hitting a golf ball, you'll call yourself fat, too. Like, it is not... Golf is not a sport that is good for the self-esteem. Yeah, but when you hit the ball, you, you okay, you were piping the three-wood. I hit the three-wood pretty good. Like So I'm, I got, for those of you who don't know, you're new to the show, I'm getting back into golfing. It we, has we, been, we, we, well, we. you've never golfed before. Right. You're a brand new golfer. I golfed right. a ton when I was younger, and I haven't golfed for several years. So I've gotten back into golfing. I spent a bunch of money. Oh, I got the most... Our guy Dallin at the PGA Superstore yes. in uh, Draper, I think it is technically. Uh, like Draper Sandy off State Street there, off the 15. Dallin at the PGA Superstore absolutely gave me a great recommendation on a Scotty Cameron putter. A Newport 2. A Newport 2. Uh, and I got a super stroke grip. Was it worth it? Yes. Yeah, you like it? I'm not going to tell you how much that putter was because my wife might be listening and she will kick me yeah. in the balls. Yeah. She will go full Dylan Brooks on that ass. Um, and I'm just telling you. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. It's Villain Brooks, please. Yeah, I'm sorry. She'll go full Villain Brooks on that bag. <laughs> um, but I got a beautiful set of PXG Gen 5 irons and I went Gen 6 driver fairway hybrid. And the three wood is, I was crushing Dude, that it's thing. it's juicy, man. I will admit, the PXG driver is hard to hit. And and what we did, very much intentionally, we got the PXGs, and then we got a budget set of clubs. You know, uh, what are they, Stratas? Strata. Callaways. Callaways, yeah. And and there is a noticeable difference. Like, Dude. it is very different. But I'll tell you, that Scotty Cameron, mm, the, the, yeah, we'll talk about the super stroke grip. Uh, let's see. I'm not fat. I'm sideways tall. See, that's how I try to explain yeah. it. My wife says, no, we're not having sex. You want to uh, explain that? Ryan Fair, I bet toast is Jake's relative asking questions they can't ask him in person. Could be. Jake's dating life. Toast for all the butter. Jake's dating life is more interesting than the Pac-10 news for the millionth time. Well. Ryan Fair says, okay, mom, I mean toast. Clint Moses Fine and, con and fine and confident, exactly. Right. Um, Capazzo says, Monty, that's fat. P-H-A-T, not F-A-T. It's, it's classier that way. Thank you. I am P-H-A-T fat. Ride the train. Um, 
Truck stop gummy. No chance I'm uh, filming myself golfing. I can't even hit the ball off the tee. So we made pretty good progress dude. in three days, dude. I went from Top Golf on Friday night, which is never going to happen. He again. almost broke his clubs at Top Golf. No, I didn't. At the end, the driver was really problematic. But then we went to Glenmore yeah. in South Jordan and hit on their indoor range. And yeah. I figured a bunch of stuff out. Yeah. Then Sunday, we went to Glenmore and did the outdoor range. And the only thing I can't hit is my, is my, uh, I'm struggling a little bit with the, the hybrid. Yeah. And I'm really struggling with the driver. Hybrid's tough to hit, man. I'm really struggling with the driver. But I'm crushing my six iron is cash, dude. Yeah. Like my, my, my six, seven's all right. Eight, nine pitching wedge. I'm pretty good. I was hitting the pitching wedge at the at the range on Sunday yesterday morning. I hit like five off the pitching wedge. I'm I I'm good. Um, let's see. Cougar Cougar Track says pleasingly plump. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Jesus. Adam says eventually the homeless encampment conference will get a TV deal. The homeless excuse me encampment <laughs> conference. Holy sh! What is that? <laughs> the homeless encampment conference will get a TV deal. <laughs> Okay, that's a new one. And that I like is that a new a one. Lot. That is a new one. That is funny. Wow. Wow. Uh, Mrs. Monty, it's $400. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Mark Bear. Ruckert, new golf clubs are great until the, until the check clears. Then just like all the others uh, in your trunk. Well, yes I, and no. this, I'm going to, dude, the bag alone is worth more than my house. Yeah, ask LeBron. He knows all about it. The PXG. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> not um the pxg tour bag i got is freaking amazing uh truck stop gumby the encampment conference dylan brooks typical ducks behavior exactly uh mrs monty's burner i want to see that putter receipt <laughs> somehow i misplaced it somehow i misplaced that's it that's the type of material i'm looking for out of that burner account thank Ooh, you the new state flag is going up above maverick center right now Watching it. They're raising it up. Oh, my God. Too. Just like that. Oh. Do it. Uh, <laughs> Renee Roca, I used to be a pretty good golfer. I ran out of money. I, I ran out of money, too. It's I've been a rich man, and I have been a poor man. And you've never I owned PXG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gary says, imagine your hybrid is an iron. I'm trying, dude. I'm tr But I really, I was terrible with the long irons. I mean, awful. With the long irons. It was it's always been my Achilles heel. Dude, the problem with the hybrid though is hitting it off the deck is just tough, bro. Like, I mean, it's not it, it, the hybrid for me is all about the lie. Yeah. It's it's all about because I hit the six really well. Yeah. But man, if you're if you're two, three, four, hmm, I'm crushing that three wood though. So I, I think I'm gonna wind up hitting that a lot. Uh Jim Choi, you guys gonna talk about Ryan Garcia? Well, now that we know that his, his sparring partner won him the fight. Yeah. One tank the fight? Probably not. Yeah. Ron Nolan, how much did your new 12 wood cost you, or are you still using the old one? 12, 12 inches of wood. No, oh, ask your mom. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. Tell me you are really new to golf without telling me you're really new to golf. Quote, we figured a lot out over, out in three days. We exactly. did. We did. Exactly. We did. But you know, the funny thing about golf, the funny thing about golf is that once you hit it pure one time, it really, there's no better feeling 
when you get new clubs, and I went graphite shaft. Dude. So when you get new clubs, you have to learn how to how that club reacts off of your, you know, on your downswing. Yeah. And when your downswing is really an over the top hammer hack, that's not good. <laughs> but then when you start focusing and and you're getting back and you're coming through and it sounds right and it looks right and it feels and it right. It feels so good, man. Uh, I'm so bricked up right now. Seriously, uh, Gary LeBron knew PXG years before they became PXG. Okay. No, I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, what an ugly state flag the new one is. Well, yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, let's see, Dar Hay. Okay. Why is the Why is it? Pack fans are so pumped. Now, just because the Colorado Chancellor said everything according to the party line, I have no idea. Because because Pac-12 fans live in their bubble. That's why. Because because whether it's Utah fan or any other any other homeless encampment fan, they they just want the Pac-12 to survive. And I get that. And I, I get don't even that. blame it. I don't even blame them. Like I get it, but at the same time, I just don't. I don't believe it. That's the issue. I, how do we, I think when you look at the Pac-12, the problem is you have to take U, USC and UCLA out of it. And I, I, maybe I'm too much into the, oh, Big 12 ain't on Kool-Aid, drink it up. Maybe that's what it is. I look at the revenue that the Big 12 is going to make on basketball over the next decade, and I'm curious, a quarter of that? Does the Pac-12 make a quarter of what the Big 12 is going to make in Zaga. basketball. And I'm being serious. Does the Pac-12 make 25% of the revenue? Because you think about Kansas City and the Big 12 tournament and the, the lifestyle event that's going to be. Yeah. You think about Rucker Park. You think about Mexico. I think about all this stuff. The quality in that conference, basketball-wise. What's going to happen in the ACC? Because if I said to you right now, North Carolina is a free agent, they can go to any conference they want. Uh-huh. SEC, or are they going to the Big 12? I think I could make a pretty compelling case to put them in the Big 12. Now, they're probably taking the SEC. Tobacco Road, you know. What about Duke? Duke can go to any conference they want. I'd probably have them in the SEC as well. I'd probably have them in the Big 12. That's a basketball school. Yeah, Because North Carolina has a more than respectable football program. Yeah. Duke don't play football. They have guys that are on the football team. They don't play football. Yeah. I think I can make an argument that if you are a basketball power and you're in the ACC. Yeah, I mean, the Big 12 is obviously really attractive. I just think, you know, when you have a certain prestige like Duke and UNC, like, when you're at that level of prestige, I you have to kind of consider. What does that mean for the ACC, though? Because everybody also wants to talk about, well, the ACC and the Pac-12 are going to merge. What the fuck? How does that make sense? No. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't get you a better TV deal. That doesn't get you a better. Does that, does that force ESPN to rewrite your TV deal? No, because now you just became the West Coast arm of the ACC. Yeah. You're, you're the... The problem is if you merge the Pac-12 and the ACC, you are now you are now the the West Coast arm of the ACC. Agreed. And you're not better off TV-wise cuz you're still fighting relevancy. And again I ask you, who's relevant? Cuz look at North and this is why I pointed out North Carolina basketball earlier. 
You look at the ACC and ask yourself, who's really relevant in the ACC for football, let's say? I, I, look, at, I look at the ACC Atlantic, and it's one team. It's Clemson. That's your, because Florida State, now Florida State had a nice little bounce back. How confident are we that Florida State wins seven conference games this year? How confident are we that they can run the table at eight? No, I'm not that confident of that, but I look at the rest of the Atlantic, Syracuse, Louisville, North Carolina state, Wake Forest, and Boston college. How many of those teams that I just named were over 500? How about none? I look at the coastal, like I said, North Carolina, six and two Pitt five and three Duke five and three Georgia tech, four and four. Miami, uh, uh, an absolute blight, an embarrassment in football. Virginia, Virginia Tech, both one in six in conference. Because it's garbage. Are you serious? Yeah, it's not good. Do you understand that those bottom four teams, Georgia Tech, Miami, Virginia, and Virginia Tech, none of them, a giant zero of them were bowl eligible. And those are traditional football brands in the ACC. And now all of a sudden, you start looking at the fact, well, what about in basketball, bro? Okay, well, let's look at the ACC in basketball. And you start to understand that when you you look at the, the ACC, now you're talking about a basketball conference. Yeah. Miami, Virginia, Clemson, Duke, Pitt, NC State, North Carolina, all of those teams. Double-digit wins over 500. I'm the real. Wake and Syracuse, 10 games, but unfortunately in the conference, they were 500. Right? But you want to, okay, let's talk national. How many 20-win teams there? Carolina, NC State, Pitt, Duke, Clemson, Virginia, and Miami. Yeah, the only problem is Carolina didn't make the tournament. Right? So you're talking about a basketball conference now. Right. Even with Clemson. You're talking about, in my opinion, a basketball conference. So are you really telling me, if you're Miami, does Miami fit in the the SEC? I mean, regionally, but if you merge conferences or, like, none of this is comfortable. So we can sit here and we could talk about the money it costs to get out and... Yeah. But you're, you're looking at a conference in the ACC that's a basketball conference. Because they're not a football conference. And maybe I'm just being a dickhead about it, but they're not a football conference anymore. I don't think they're a football conference. They're definitely a basketball conference. But I think that, you know, it's a case-by-case basis. And the problem is, for all of these conferences, I don't care even the SEC. You're you're a top half of the league conference. That's how it is. There's not really a conference out there that top to bottom is just like every team is super good. And that's why I say, like, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're Duke and UNC, yeah, sure, I guess go to the Big Twelve, go to the Big Twelve, and see what you can do. You tell me that the Big Ten wouldn't want to take a run at those two, though. Yeah. You tell me, you know what I mean? Like that's why I say, like, if when you have certain brand power, yeah, the obvious choice is the Big Twelve because they are so damn good in basketball, and it's such a logical fit that way. But then you have to look at it, and you're like, okay, well. Because we are Duke and UNC, what are our options and what does that look like? And how much do we care about being in a prestigious basketball conference? Like, that's why I think it complicates things. Yep, I agree. Uh, let's see. Fear the deer. What did you guys make of Steph's brain fade calling a timeout? I'll answer that question in six minutes. Coming up in six minutes, we'll talk NBA. So I also got to talk about the villain Brooks thing. 
Gary says, if Duke and North Carolina commit to the Big 12, I can see PAC schools committing after that. I just don't think it's, it's going to happen. And I'm only bringing this scenario up to say it's all well and good. Again, if you want to get this Apple TV deal, cool. But who's coming to, the, to join the Pac-12 because they're on Apple TV? Like, uh, look at the Big Ten. The Big Ten's a joke. Come on. Yeah. Especially in football. Yeah. Seriously. But how many teams would die to get into the Big Ten right now? Everybody. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's like it depends who you are. Like, if you're a low-end team, all you care about is money. But that's the best TV deal. You're, you've got exposure. You've got money. You've yes. got everything you want. Right? But the ACC doesn't have that. I could even argue I'm a little surprised at the low number the SEC got. I'm a little surprised by that. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised at where the Big 12 is at. The Big 12 is a mid-conference. They need to expand desperately. They need to expand, right? So I look at the Pac-12. You're a 10-team conference with one basketball school. You're just not that. I just don't believe that we as a conference are that valuable. Yeah. That's what I'm really struggling with. I'm really struggling with that. Buckeye in Texas. To leave the Pac for the trailer trash conference would be negative towards the academics and would degrade the pedigree of the PAC schools. The trailer trash conference is junior colleges. <laughs> Why would you talk about the WAC conference like that? Yeah, I don't know, I dude. just don't understand that. You know. Uh, Gary says FSU and Clemson are SEC schools. Yes, they are. Totally agree. Ken Williams says, bucked up, baby. Let's go, baby. Bucked up, baby. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Good to see you, Ken. Uh, Matt Hartley, Duke football almost beat Kansas football. Give them some respect. Duke Duke wins a game here and there. Carolina's a football program. Duke is an occasional David Cutcliffe be damned team. You know, who's not a football conference? Right now, I would tell you that the ACC is not a great football conference. I don't know. Who, who, what's the best football conference in the country? Oh, that's right. It's the SEC. <laughs> not even a question. Because Big Ten's not. Big 12 is probably the second best football conference in the country, right? Yeah. I would think so. I don't know what the Big 10 is because they're not good either way, in my opinion. I don't know either. I don't know. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby is a whack, still a thing it is, but they merge now. Fear the Deer says any Pac-12 news, guys? Nah. Nah. Uh, Chris S. says uh, Gonzaga is only maybe if after some Pac schools first. Nah, I don't think so. I think you're not going to take you're not going to take Gonzaga alone, but I don't think it's a maybe anymore. Yeah, makes too much sense. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, top to bottom, the best football conference is the Big Twelve. I mean, the SEC's got a lot of crap at the bottom of it. It's got a lot of grizzle on that stake. Yeah, but the problem is they win national championships over there. Yeah, so that's what that's what makes a difference. So. Uh, let's keep the comments rolling, you guys. Come on, seriously. We've had almost 3,000 views, and we're only at 99 likes. Hit that like button. I'm terrible. I should say it more. Please hit the like button. Uh, we are rocketing towards 17,000 subscribers. Please. Please. If you are not a subscriber, please consider joining the show. Please. Uh, we are at, um... 101 likes, so I appreciate you guys hitting the like button. We like to get double that, so we like to get to 200. Uh, final comment. This portion of the program comes from Alan Adam Solomine. Imagine the recruiting draw for the homeless encampment conference. Every player gets the newest iPhone every time one is released if you're on scholarship. <laughs> 
you get a new Apple Watch. Mom and dad can't watch your games, but you'll always be able to ping your phone. <laughs> like, I don't like, even know. How bad is that? I don't, I, I, you know, you know, I don't even know. Um, uh, this hour of the show, as always, is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. You ready for the brand new Papa Murphy's Pizza, which I am ordering and bringing home tonight because it looks amazing. Um, it's called the Taco Grande Pizza from Papa Murphy's Pizza. Hi, I'm Kylie, and I make fresh, delicious Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, hi, I'm Zach, and I make the Papa Murphy's Pizza. Sure, that's take and bake. We built it with the freshest ingredients. You bake it fresh in your oven. By you, you mean me, so technically, I make the pizza. Super good pizza, Kylie. Oh, Kylie, so good. Right now, enjoy big time taco flavors on a pizza with the limited time taco grande. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. That's right. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Now, again, again, I'm just telling you, take the olives off of it because nobody should eat olives, right? I mean, I, I think we're, as men, like I think, I, and I could be wrong, and I'm a scientist. You know, I, I grow fruit. And stuff. And stuff. You know, like I had an olive tree in my front yard and, you know, uh, I don't believe that they're edible for men because they're full of estrogen. Right. No, I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm not an olive guy. Even shaken or stirred, I'm not an olive guy, but I am a Papa Murphy's guy. You take the olives off that pizza, bam, diggity, dude. It looks amazing. The Taco Grande Pizza, brand new at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. Download the Papa Murphy's app. It makes your life so much easier. Download the app. You put your order in there, and you say, okay, I want to pick it up at 5 o'clock. At 5 o'clock, it's on the rack. And it's easy with the Papa Murphy's app. You pay right there in the app. It remembers your order. So if you want to reorder or edit an order, you can absolutely do that. My go-to order is tonight. It's going to be the Taco Grande without olives. It's going to be marinara meatball and take and bake chocolate chip cookies. Done. Boom. Boom. See you tomorrow. Bada boom, bada bing. You know what I mean? Sexification. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Uh, Louis Capazzo says, whoa, we got to draw a line here. I understand no pepperoni, but no olives goes no. too far. Listen, listen. Listen, kid, take it easy. Take it easy. <coughs> we don't eat olives in this house. Point blank. We Truck Stop Gumby says, I like Olive Garden. Well, I don't mind Olive Garden. Give me a breadstick and we're good. Dude, give me a breadstick and the pasta vajoli. Love that soup. Uh, Roger Sales says, I'm a true man. I hate olives, but I love olive oil. Me too. There you go. See? Uh, two Masta. It says pineapple on pizza only after fentanyl. Well, okay. I mean, I, that's your call. <laughs> I mean, I'm much more of a propofol guy. But, dude, I was terrified when I got my colonoscopy a couple of weeks ago. I was terrified of this, the, the, what do you call it? Oh, my God. Anesthesia. Yeah. And my wife was like, take it easy, Chubbs. You're going to be fine. Take it easy, Chubbs. Yeah, the doctor walked in after the first one. She's like, yeah, we, you, you the prep didn't work and i was like hey guys i will never forget the the so upset uh j-rod said barbecue chicken pizza for the win yes yes uh adam says olive garden is a taco bell of italian food that it might is. be true but the breadsticks are still bomb the dude. pasta vajoli yeah. give me the tour of italy and shit let's go give me the tour of italy 
and shit. Dude, I, I'm a, you put lasagna in front of me. I don't hey care guys. if it's from Cambodia. I'm eating it. I love it. Fat. Capazzo, hey, I'm, an, I'm as old as you are, and olives are delish. No, dude. Dude. So when was your brain injury, Lewis? Bro, you do not like olives. No, you do not. Uh, let's see. Matt Hartley says, a couple of weeks ago equals less than a week. No, my... Was it last week? Dude, that was only last week. <laughs> That, that's a great comment right there because I feel like that's real. That is so real. It is very true. Uh, more, uh, um, breaking yeah. news. Breaking, breaking news. We are spraining news. What now? Let me tell you what Sp now. Spraining NBA news here on the Monty program. Hey, Monty. Here on the Monty program. Thanks to our friends at Canyons Golf. You know, uh, at Canyons Golf, they always present our breaking news here on the show. Canyons Golf is the official. Uh, golf club of the Monty show. I cannot wait uh, to go up there and destroy their fairways and divot all of their greens. No, I'm kidding. I'm a little insecure about my... <laughs> we tried chipping off the off the fringe yesterday. Buddy's taking a freaking 370 excavator to the green. <laughs> I did no damage to greens. Breaking news out of the NBA. Thanks to our friends at Canyons Golf, the official golf course of the Monty show. Laurie Markkinen is your 2022-2023 Most Improved Player, Utah Jazz All-Star Stud. Stay hard. Laurie Markkinen has won the 2022-2023 NBA Most Improved Player Award. Jake, you like it? Yeah, I think it's deserved. I think it's proper. I think Laurie just, you know, again, it's obvious what the award's for, right? You sucked last year. You're really good this year. You're the most improved player. And I think that, you know, we'll... Deserves a lot of credit. Uh, I think David Fisdale deserves a lot of credit. And most of all, obviously, Laurie Markkinen. I think he became a lot more aggressive this year. Uh, the shots started to fall for him. And I think that that's, that's the recipe you need in the NBA to dominate. And it doesn't hurt that he's seven feet tall. I would agree with that. And I think it's one of those things where you have to... And again, this is just my opinion. I think this is one of those things where you have to figure out you know exactly how can you how can you build on what Laurie Markkinen did last year? Because I think that's going to be very difficult. I think it's going to be insanely difficult to do that. Yeah. But I think if you build around Laurie Markkinen, I think they're going to be a playoff force next year. And again, you have Ochai, you have Walker Kessler, and you have Laurie Markkinen, and I think those three work really well together. But you've got to find seven, eight more guys that can contribute at a high level. I mean, I, I think you look at what the Sacramento Kings are. Uh, by the way, did you guys hear about De'Aaron Fox? They broken finger on his shooting hand. Um, so he's going to have to figure out how to persevere through that. Um, but, you know, I, I think you look at this award for Laurie Markin, and I think you quickly realize that it's a team award. And you look at Jalen Brunson, look at what the Knicks are doing to the Cavs right now. Yeah. Um, you look around this league, and it is very difficult to do what Laurie Markkinen did in Chicago and Cleveland and then come to Utah. And by the way, Utah Jazz, man, don't win awards. Nobody watches jazz basketball. We're just obscure out here on our little island, right? Us. Hey, you start talking yeah. shit. Little Mormons that don't drink caffeine, and we, you know. And we're in a small market. You know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the point is, I'm not Mormon. I don't know why I said that. But the point is, Laurie Markkinen won the award. But now I think you have to look at teams like Sacramento. I look at the performance that Gary Payton and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry are giving Golden State. 
You've got to have guys you can count on. Because Gary Payton's not a star, but look at the performance he's giving them. Look at guys like Kevon Looney. Look at the way that those championships were built, right? You look at Mike and the Jordanaires, and you look at the Judd Bushlers of the world or the Steve Kerrs of the world. Who is that going to be for the Utah Jazz built around Laurie Markkinen? Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that's what is so fascinating about teams like Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's incredibly deep, which makes them incredibly difficult to deal with. And whether it is, you know, Drew Holiday or Brooke Lopez or Joe Ingles, you look at those clubs and you quickly realize, hey, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have to figure out who you can count on. I also go back to that Cleveland Knicks series. And I look at that loss by by Cleveland, and you go down 3-1 in this series, and you simply look at the box score for Cleveland, and you recognize that if, if Donovan Mitchell doesn't have a massive game, they're not going to win. And Darius Garland scoring 23 points is really not that impressive when you figure out that Evan Mobley has been a complete dud in the playoffs. Yeah. You you look at the fact that Karis Levert was four of ten and two of six. He's a complete dud in a massive game. And they got nothing off the bench. Seti Osman gave him ten points in twenty one minutes. Like Cleveland's not deep with guys that you can trust. So the Knicks, who are, in my opinion, the best defensive team in the Eastern Conference, are absolutely locking down Donovan Mitchell. Because he doesn't have anybody else that he can go to. But then again, I turn around and I look at the Knicks, and you got a big performance out of R.J. Barrett in game four. Right. Which, by the way, welcome to the playoffs, even though you were always six from three. But I look at Josh Hart. Do you guys understand the impact that Josh Hart is having on the New York Knicks? And we talked about this tonight. He was traded. Yes, yes, yes. Josh Hart is a difference maker for the New York Knicks. And, and you can just count on Jalen Brunson, who is also up for this award, by the way. But you can just count on Jalen Brunson, and, and you know straight away Jalen Brunson's going to give you 20, 30 points a night. Keep but it real. you start looking at a, at a guy like Julius Randle, Julius Randle is struggling. And why is that? Because the Cleveland Cavaliers are an elite basketball team. Yes. Very yes. good defensive team. Very yep. good defensive team. But you understand that the Knicks are getting it from their top five players because their bench isn't giving them dick. Like they, They're getting nine points. They got nine points off their bench in a 102-93 win over Cleveland. Um, so this um, award for Laurie Markkinen is a is a really spectacular award. And I think when you you see that he is the the NBA's most improved player, is that award prestigious? Yeah, I mean, I think it's prestigious. I think that that, you know, I, I you make a good point. Like I, this is this is one of those deals where this kind of shows you that you can beat out a guy in New York City. You can beat out Whoever, if you simply play well enough, because eventually your numbers are going to speak for themselves. They won't have a choice. If you're, you know, let's say you're the guy who's going after the scoring championship at some point, like your numbers are going to set you apart and they're not going to have a choice, but to talk about the guy who's on the Utah jazz and who's contending for the scoring championship or whatever the award is like, that's why I say like this nonsense about Salt Lake being a small market or can't get things done is not true. You just have to perform at a certain level. Yeah. I love it, and I and I think when you you look at what the future of this Jazz team is, and I know I'm usually on an island when I say this, I think you're in very good hands. Ryan Smith has a lot of work to do this summer, and I'm not even forget basketball. He has got to get, in my opinion, he's got to get the marketing, you know, train rolling here. A TV deal is just the beginning. This team has to do a lot more with video. This team has to do a lot more with fan integration. I think. Ryan Smith, the off-the-court stuff has to grow exponentially. 
Danny Ainge is going to Danny Ainge. He is going to go out and build a team you know, that I think a year from now is going to be a real, real threat to to get the biggest free agents. I think two two calendar years from today, this team is make is in the beginning stages of a deep playoff run. Yeah, and I, I so I have confidence in that. The thing I don't have confidence in is what's the TV deal. What's the uniform going to look like? And how are we going to get a behind-the-scenes look at the Jazz? I think that's the only thing that, yeah. that really matters. And yeah. that, is, that is really huge. And the thing that encourages you about Ryan Smith is, you know he drinks Bucked Up Energy, the official energy drink of the Monty Show. You know that for a fact, right? Yes! Some of his best work. Come on now. Bucked Up Energy, our favorite energy drink. You know we have it every day. Again, you guys, I'm just going to single up because yeah. this thing right here, that's Pixie Pump. That's called a Pixie Pump. And you got to get to Bucked Up Energy right now because the Pixie Pump is freaking spectacular. Um, I love it. And when once you understand how the Pixie Pump works, it is non-stim, the Pixie Pump. And whether I, I would tell you I'm absolutely a watermelon fanatic. I love it. It's powder that you pour under your tongue and it just dissolves. And it's non-stim, but it gives you this really good lift. It gives you this mental clarity. You almost get energy for your brain out of the Pixie Pump. I'm telling you right now, use on, the man. promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. Try the Pixie Pump, man. It, it is absolutely worth it. Um, it'll change the way you do the way you do things like that after lunch. You know, you go have lunch at like 12 o'clock and by 1.30, 2 o'clock, you're like... Yeah, you know, you smash that double cheeseburger with a fried egg on it for lunch and you're like, yeah! TPS report shows up. And then you're 2 o'clock, you're sitting at your desk, the report shows up and you're like, no. And then it's your time. Got to slam that Miami or get some Pixie Pump. Like, you just got to handle it, man. Pixie Pump's where it's at. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com or... How about we give you some free stuff? Right below in the description, click the link. It says bucked up free samples and shaker. You get three free samples and the best shaker in the business. Go get it right now. Pick any samples you want. You want a pre-workout? Do you want the electrolytes? They call them IV. Do you want the IV? Get it. They give you free samples, all of them. They, they even send you this right to your house, the shaker cup. Creme de la creme, bro. I'm telling you, hook it up right now at buckedup.com. Uh, Brent Burnett, Jazz going to make noise next year. Jazz will score in the lottery uh, and with big signings or trade. Well, I, I think Danny's going to have to make trades. Yeah. You know, I think... He will. I mean, there's just no doubt. Yeah. You know, I still think the number one Jazz topic, and this is just my opinion, the number one Jazz topic right now is what is the fate of Jordan Clarkson? I think that is a huge question. Because here looming. What do you think happens ultimately? Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately Jordan's going to sign a four-year, $90 million deal. And I think that uh, that's going to be with a different organization. I, I think, you know, it doesn't make Jordan a bad guy. I don't think he should be vilified. But I do think that, that um, you know, if that were to happen, if he were to sign that four-year, you know, $80, $90 million deal with another squad, there needs to be a real conversation about uh, emotions and, and keeping your emotions out of the business of signing players and roster management because ultimately, and I hate saying this so many times over and over again, but Ryan wanted to keep him, and there's no way around that. And and I understand why. Dude, Jordan's a hell of an ambassador. Jordan is 
it Jordan Clarkson trends young. He drives a Lamborghini SUV and dresses like a model. Like, what's there not to like as far as the community is concerned? Like, honestly, like, every kid grows up trying to be like Jordan Clarkson in this town. And I get it, man. I do. But at some point, those opportunities run their course, you know? And and I look at Jordan Clarkson and I say, yeah, man, I'm here for all the 4.3 pointers. And I'm here for all the you know, the, the, the just awesome play that he brings. But at the same time, you can't be stupid with your money. You can't be in a place where you're going to try and compete on the open market for him. I just don't, I, you know, I just don't understand that because he's told the Jazz he's going to opt out. He has a player option. Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Because he, in my estimation, I agree with Jordan. You are underpaid for what you bring. You do have NBA Finals experience. But that doesn't mean, that does not mean if you're Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge that you should allow Jordan Clarkson to Ainge you. Anyway, my point is that doesn't mean that you should be the one to overpay Jordan Clarkson because he's on the wrong side of 30. I think his game is ideally suited to a high-octane six-man, which we've seen in this town that he can do. But I'm fine to let Jordan Clarkson roll. Let the cat go compete for an NBA championship. And I think it's going to be very hard to do a sign and trade with him to get value for value because what does Jordan Clarkson really bring you in return as far as like human beings? He's not going to bring you a superstar, certainly. And if you sign and trade him, are you are you telling me you're not taking a bad contract in return? Yeah. That's what terrifies you because you have ultimate flexibility. I think at this point, sadly... Because I I tend to agree with you, as sources told us, I think Ryan Smith did not want to trade Jordan Clarkson, and that's why he's still a Jazz man. Yeah, which is really unfortunate because he should be he should be a Laker or a Cav right now. Yeah, he should be playing in the playoffs right now. Yeah, absolutely right. But instead, he's sitting at home, and that's that's really problematic. And I think the Jazz every decision the Jazz make in their front office for the next eighteen months is transformative. Every single one, whether it's a ten day contract. Or a Supermax. Yeah. It's all transformative because you have so much cap space, so many draft picks, you're going to make moves. Yeah. And so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with, with Jordan Clarkson. I, I just think that I agree with you, Capazzo. I think he's gone this summer. There's just, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Ron Nolan um, says in third grade after lunch, I would hit a couple of pixie sticks just before math. There you too. go. I'm telling you, man. See, opened up the blood vessels. You were able to do that calculus real clean, and you got the out of class. The pixie pump is amazing. Yeah. Is amazing. Brent Burnett is going to be delusional again with Clarkson money. Four years and $80 million with a fourth-year team option. Why would he take that money? Why would he take that money? I, I, I mean, it makes it, first of all, it makes no sense for the Jazz to invest $80 million in four years in Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Why would you do that? Doesn't work. You know the last two years of that deal are dead money. Yeah. Why would you do for us? You're paying that for a sixth man. He has shown you he cannot be a starting two guard. That, that just makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. You know, like it it it, it makes me crazy. Uh, so what we, what you're saying with Jordan Clarkson basically is ain't no reset. That's yeah, exactly I mean, right. Essentially, yeah. That's you know, what we're saying, dude. And it's really frustrating. That, that we need you to can't try and find get reset. That you can't find the drop. <laughs> and it's really frustrating that I can't find the drop. Ain't no reset. Ain't no reset. Big Ain't dog no reset. What's up? Just got to let him dip. Yeah. You just got to let him dip. It's done. Ain't no reset. 
Riley O'Brien, the greatest single RV salesman with no avatar ever. Ainge, you going to say anything to that, Jake? Ainge? Waves in opposition. Ainge. See what he did there. AI, Ainge. Like Danny. See, see what you know. Ainge, right. Uh, not convinced, convincing Clarkson is going to, gonna, but can't overpay. Okay. I don't know what that means. You know. Brian Massey. If Ainge is for real, you're you're right. Two years and we are a force. He's for real. Uh, Gary says, I want to pump that pixie. Yeah, I've heard that. I'm so bricked up right now. You and Villain Brooks have a few things in common, huh? Jeremy Callahan, mark your calendars. 2025 Jazz Run, Montrodamus. Montrodamus. Putting, um. putting the name names together. Uh, Dodger fan. I hope JC goes. He's asking for too much money. You know what, dude? I am. I shouldn't have read your comment after how you treated my Chicago Cubs this weekend. Um, you watch yourself, sir. Yeah, dude. You watch yourself. Cubs are fucking terrible. They are so and bad. And the do- dude. the Dodgers, dude, dude. Let's just underhand it, okay? Yeah, put it on uh, two silver platters wrapped in the so, gift so wrap. Gives, you have a, a no hitter. And you ran, the catcher tried to BFF you from behind. And you lost the no-hitter because he went full mount. Sorry, I thought you said he tried to BFF you from behind. And he went full mount. Please. It's fine, Dodger fan. Don't worry about my feelings as long as you're happy. Whatever. Whatever. It's odd to see Justin Turner in a, a Boston uniform. Yeah. Good. Maybe he can do some more losing on the East Coast. Some more losing. Loser. Uh, Mike Maples. Jordan had a great uh, Jacks run and deserves to compete for a title. Jazz run? He does deserve to compete for a title. I agree with that. You know, like, I, I think I think Jordan, Jordan's been an excellent person of service to this team and community. Yep. Time to go, it's, though. It's time to move on. Time to move on, bro. You know. Uh, Brent, stop. Dude, I'm telling you, man, you have got... Brent, let me just let Uncle Monty give you some advice. Okay. Open the garage door before you start the car. Right? Like open the right, hit the You know, like that or that yeah, see? And then then start the car. Then start or pull the horses out of the barn. Discock. However you roll, it's fine with me. But there is clearly some brain cells missing when you say shit like, how about Lillard to the Jazz? On what planet is Damian Lillard good at this time for the Jazz at that time of his career? He's 94 years old and he's making like 50 a year. Um, 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 um. Rehab. Um. Like rehab, bro. What are you talking about? McKinley Cutler, JC is not asking for too much. He just isn't on the Jazz timeline. Agreed. I agreed. You know, full mount. Yeah, dude. Do I have to spell it out for you? Yeah, straight pipe, homie. <laughs> okay, well, okay, well, that's not where Hiscock. I was going. Hiscock. Rocky's owner advocating for Salt Lake to get an MLB expansion team. God yeah, unfortunately, it. the commissioner Bro. said today that he's all in on Vegas. Yeah, he's all in. So let me get this right. Waves in opposition. Let me get this right. By the way, you guys stop DMing me that Lori Markman <laughs> won the. Like, I've never understood people, and I'm not going to call you out. Oh I, I mean, my you know, god! Because dude. I'm a nice guy. Ain't no reset. 
Like three of you that are watching the show right now DM me that Lori You're Markkinen. literally listening to the show, yet you still DM us that he won it. Jackass. <laughs> what are you doing? My guy, dude. Anyway, stop it. Um, let's see. Brent Burnett says, Jazz already have a Luca. I swear to God. How do you block people? If you bring up Luka Doncic to the Bye. Jazz, I will... Brent, do you live on the second floor? <laughs> Don't. Kurt Meyer says, afternoon troops. Lee Jensen, what else are we spending the cap space on this offseason, though? Plus, if he has high contract, we could trade for higher value players. Am I right? No. Um, just because you have it doesn't mean you should spend it. Okay. Let, let's, let's, let's reel it back in, Okay. In Ainge we trust, not in Damian Lillard, injury-prone player that never plays a full season we trust. You guys understand that, like, 420 was last week, right? What is wrong with you guys? We we have a high, he has a high contract we can trade for a higher-value player. No. What? No. no. When Jordan Clarkson is, what is Jordan Clarkson? 31, right? I believe so, Yes. If you sign him to a four-year deal with an option, which I love the way people are like, oh, yeah, just throw an nah, option on the turn, end of it. He's turning 31 this year. He's 30. So he'll be 31. Yeah. So let's say, because his birthday is June 7th, so he's 31. Yeah. In four years, 32, 33, 34, 35, Oh, yeah, just throw in an option, bro, for like $27 million. 36 years. You want to pay him $36 million? A 36-year-old um, $27 million, um, rather? It's, um, it's, you know. A 36-year-old $27 million. No, um, bro, come on. His come name on. is not LeBron James. Come on. For, for a guy that shoots 33% from three on his career. Come on now. For a guy that's got an effective field goal percentage of 50%, come on. He scores 15 points a game. What, like, I, you're really, did you hear what I said? Jordan Clarkson scores 15 points a game. People are misinterpreting what I'm saying. And you want to pay him that money? You, stop. Stop. Okay, can we talk about package puncher now? Hold on. Jeremy Callahan, <laughs> paying a 36-year-old $27 million to do what, coach? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Gary says he ain't Kobe. $36 million a year. I like the end there, F-O-H. <laughs> I don't curse on this show, but fuck out of here, man. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about the dick puncher now, please? Yeah, package. <laughs> so what do you guys make of this Dylan Brooks situation? Because I, I, am, I am quite amazed by this. I am amazed that, A, Dylan Brooks did not get suspended. Right. And I am amazed, and maybe this is just me. I'm totally, I, am, I admit I could be totally naive. But listen to what Dylan Brooks says here about punching LeBron in the, in the, the sack. The media making me a villain. The fans making me a villain. And then... That just creates a whole different persona on me. So now you think I intended to hit LeBron James in the nuts. I'm playing basketball, a basketball player. So if I intended, and that's whatever the whatever is in the fragrant two um, uh, 
category of having a friend too and we think I did that that means you think I'm that type of person and that's why I don't rate Mark Taylor at all yeah I do think you're that kind so of player wait, wait, wait. I do yeah so you punched LeBron James in the package and now you want to go to the media and you want to say we shouldn't think you're a package puncher. And let's not forget, this is not his first attack on a cock. <laughs> like, this is the second time. This is the second time for Dylan Brooks. So this is like modus operandi, bro. What do you mean? Oh, you think I'm that type of player? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You're a meat gazer. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Dylan Brooks, and, and I, I, would, I wish we could play the, show the replay. We cannot. But you cannot tell me that Dylan Brooks, after saying this, that he wasn't out for that shaft. There are some people, the Lakers are making that run, they get it to 14, you and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say, maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess, what, what were you thinking? I don't care, he's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, you should have been saying that earlier on. Um, but, you know, I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. Um, so um, I pride myself on, you know, what I do is defense and taking on any challenge that's on the board. Dude, you understand that you have played your team out of this series. You, you get that. Like, he is not locked down LeBron James. No. He is shot horrendously well, or poorly, horrendously bad. Dylan Brooks. I think, what was he, 3 of 13 the other night. And you punched him in the dick and then got ejected. <laughs> and blame the media for that. Ah, <laughs> oh, fake news. Ah, <laughs> oh, fake news, bitches. No, you punched him in the, in the sea. You did. And the, the, I, I, somebody help me understand how this is our fault in the media. Somebody help me understand how this is, oh, you know, villain Brooks, you are a villain. Nobody likes you. you know. Nobody likes you. Nobody, but, well, you like you. Like, nobody likes you. Like, you look, you, they beat you 111-101, right? Dylan Brooks played 19 minutes and took 13 shots. You're Dylan Brooks. You shouldn't take 13 shots in the series. Three of 13, one of five from three, two rebounds, one steal, a minus six. Do those numbers include the shot he took at LeBron's package? Yeah, which, by the way, he drilled that thing. Seven points. Seven points. And they got 12 points off their bench. <laughs> hey, by the way, just so you know, LeBron took 20 shots, 0 of 4, 5 of 7 from the line, scored 25 points. Five dimes, a steal, a block, and seven rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> the LeBron stopper, Villain Brooks. Are, are you serious? Yeah. This you, guy. This wait, wait, guy. wait. You punched him in the dick, and he still scored 25 points. All gas, no, no break. Having said that, I did not need to see LeBron flat on his black back pleasuring himself. On the floor of crypto. Can we get can we cut away from that when dude is like seriously massaging himself? Please. Can you go in the tunnel and do that? This is a family dude show. Dude is rolling around on the floor, literally handling himself, bro. <laughs> he's just intramurals, brother. Dylan Brooks is he is I guess he's everything that everybody likes. When he's on your team, you like him. No, I don't. He's that dude that you're like, oh, 
I don't want him on my team. You're a douche. Like, what is Dylan Brooks supposed to, like, tell me that he'll be back in Memphis next year. Dude, I don't think so. I really don't. He's destined for, you know, Houston Rocket land. He's destined for some terrible team. You know, Cougar Track says it was an accident, Monty. Yeah, okay. Mm. Accident. His fist just happened to slip right up into, you know, LeBron's package. No, nah, dude, that's not an accident. That <laughs> is, there is no chance that is an accident. Come on. That was a straight pipe job. Doesn't like, make you feel responsible. My God. <laughs> Jeremy Callahan. My question is, who's the recipient of strike three? Yeah, how do you not just... So wait, let me get this right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I know if James Knight's listening, he's probably going to have an aneurysm, but it's fine. <laughs> so Draymond Green stomps on a dude's chest who was I'm clearly medieval on your ass. flopping and faking because notice he didn't miss a beat in that game. And you suspend him, but you don't... Because he's a repeat offender... Right? <laughs> Not for the stop, but for his track record. Yeah. And then Cockpuncher, who's got like multiple dudes, doesn't get suspended. What the fuck are you, Ranger Rick? Yeah, doesn't get suspended. Not once, but twice now. Twice now. He's, he's attacked the bag. And we were saying that. And you didn't suspend him. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But then, you know, DeJounte Murray wants to roll up on an official to spend him. Yeah, did you guys hear that story? DeJounte Murray suspended for game five. Suspended for game five versus the Celtics because he lost his ever-loving mind. Yeah, he did. I'm telling you, and you remember, good old oh, Uncle, Uncle Monty. Monty. Uncle Monty. Uncle Monty's been Uncle, saying Uncle Monty. this. Uncle Monty's been saying this. <laughs> there is serious dysfunction with DeJounte Murray. That is not a guy you want on your team. Don't sass me, Burkus. Problem is, I don't know that you want Trey, Trey on your team either. Neither of them. I don't think so, dude. I don't think so. And I'm going to be really curious to see what happens there. Yeah. Really curious. Uh, Brady Cook, Dylan Brooks is all talk and no score. Well, ain't that Seriously, the truth? Seriously, though. Ain't that the truth? Gary says, Braun rolling around like, yes, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Just like that. Oh, my God. Just like that. Oh. Can I get a trainer over here? These balls need attention. Please. <laughs> Capazzo, D-Bag Brooks, and Don Lemon should get along really oh, well. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Uh, they're both free agents in about a month. Uh, Gary says Dylan Brooks to the Pacers. Could be. Um, Jeremy Callahan, hashtag Brooks and Dunn. See what he did there? <laughs> Brooks and Dunn. I'm done. When you're done having kids. Yeah. Ho oh, oh. ho. Uh, Keaton Critchlow. Dude has the most texts in the league and the media is painting him out to be a villain. What a joke. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Dylan Brooks might be a porch pirate. Plenty of toast. Seriously. Seriously, he could be. I think the mic caught LeBron screaming on the floor. Oh my God, just like that. I think it did. Oh my God, just like that. Oh. I think it did. Is he like, like, who do you hate in the NBA? Because he's a guy I cannot stand. Brooks? Yeah, Dylan Brooks. Yeah, he's a douche. I cannot um, stand him. Grayson Allen. I hate Another Grayson. guy. I hate Grayson Allen. Yeah. Another guy. Um, Ooh, Allie LaForce looks nice. Yeah, she's looking nice tonight. 
Um, um, by the way, Monty's going to make you money. Hey, oh, yeah. Let's do that real quick. Let's we got to do start. this real quick because yeah. that game's about to tip yeah, off. Mo- so Milwaukee, Miami. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Um, let's see. Milwaukee at Miami plus seven and a half for the Heat, tw- 218 under, and I'm going to take the Bucks. Although I'm nervous because anytime you have a back injury like that, you know, when you get pounded in the low back like that, um, it's concerning. Right. But there's Giannis, he, and they say he's going to play tonight. He should be The full. line has moved to plus eight. I've just It is updated. now plus eight. Yeah, so it is plus eight. Well, I got it at seven and a half. Yeah. And I'm still taking the Bucs. I think the Bucs. This is I a must win, though, yeah. Sorry, the Bucs yeah. in the under. Yeah, this is their season. Yeah. Bucks in the under is where I'm going here. And can and, you see? Can you look up uh, like what a bet on Giannis for points it would be tonight? Because you can't tell me this dude's not going for like forty tonight, dude. You, like, you know what I mean? Like, you in, really think he's? Going oh yeah, for 40? dude. Oh, I think he'll dominate this team. Yeah, I think because it's a must-win game. Because you know what that means for Giannis, right? He's not going to do the whole, I'm going to take th- a bunch of threes and stuff. He's not doing that tonight. He is going to be driving to the basket, doing what he's always done, which is I'm going to out-physical you, and I'm going to get fouled. Dude. What, what, what is this, what's, the point, what's the point number for him? 42.5 points, assists, and rebounds. you got to go over on that, right? Points and rebounds, 37.5. Ooh, I hate that. Um... Dude, I I would stay away from Giannis props. What's your bet on this game, real quick? Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna take Milwaukee to uh, yeah to to win and cover. You are. Yeah, I am. And I think uh, what what was what was the over under again? Uh, over under is what and is it? And they tried to throw an alley. You guys, why are you throwing alley hoops to Brooke Lopez? Excuse me, it's bro. And there's Grayson Allen. How nice, Brick. Dude, this makes me nervous. They didn't even go to. Uh, they did not even go to. Giannis. Nah, he looks fine, dude. I I nice don't know. Nice little turnover man. right there. Yeah, he looks fine. We'll see. I think the Bucks are going to win this game. Jesus. And that's a tur- that's start, a turnover dude. on Milwaukee. Yeah. I'm telling you now. I am telling you now. That this is going to be this is going to be a huge problem. This game is going to be a huge problem. Stay away from this. Because you look at Giannis, over 27 and a half is minus 110. No chance is he scoring 28 points in this game. Giannis? You think he will? He just did a spin around at a rim. And yeah. No way does he score 28 oh, points. Yeah. You're uh, going oh, over yeah. that. For Giannis? Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah. He's in the 30s for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What am I missing in this game? Because what my own my take is is that they are they are down two one. You cannot go down three one and think you're gonna win a, a playoff series. The odds are, are are plenty against you, obviously. So to me, it's like, hey, this is basically a must win game for them. And we know Giannis is a big game performer. He always has been. Bropez drops a three, five nothing. Uh, Milwaukee's up very early in the first quarter, ten twenty four to go in the first quarter. I don't. I yeah. If he's healthy, I think Milwaukee's going to the. And his defensive assignment is Kevin Love. Like. Yeah. Well, that keeps him away from the basket. And Max Struess sucks. By the way. Yeah, he does. Uh, you guys really think he's going to put over under? You guys on on Look at that owned. 
on Giannis, 28 yeah. points. What are the comments saying? What are, what are the comments saying? Over, under 28 and a half on Giannis. I'm going over on that. Okay. All right. Uh, Fandaz Harden did the same thing to Buckets. Okay. Uh, okay. Ja can't stand him. I would agree. Uh, Mike Phillips says Marcus Morris. What do you mean? You were asking guys that we hate. Oh, Marcus Morris. Yes. Uh, Dylan Brooks said it was an accident and Green approved. Yeah, who cares? He still backslapped him. Draymond, Westbrook, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Westbrook, Paul George, and Kyrie. Luka is no Brooks, but he'll do. <laughs> a boy, Mapes. Uh, Gary says Giannis over. Yeah. Callahan says under. Mapes says over. Brent Burnett, the delusional salary cap killing fan. Greek Freak is playing and will go all out his freak show. So I'm guessing you're going over. Dude, he is just flat out dominating them to start here. I think that's seven or eight already. 9-3 Milwaukee leads. I mean, he looks fine. He looks fine, and Max Drew sucks. Um, that points, rebound, assist prop bet is the best bet out there it is. All right, boys, we're pacing. We're Kyrie. pacing for 30. Brandon Unruh says over. Greg Hawkins says give me the over. Brent Burnett says Bucks will win it. Take the over. <laughs> guys are jerks. <laughs> and one person can side with them over. You know what I'm saying? All right, late no, game. No, no, no. Memphis in the Lakers in the late game. Yeah. Lakers are, no. Are the Lakers plus four and a half? I must have read that wrong. Let me look at Yes, they are. No, Memphis is plus four and a half. Okay. My apologies. Hang on. I knew I got that wrong. I was like, how can you put money is garbage in this game? It really is. This plus is plus one seventy for the Grizzlies. Yeah, it's terrible. Because they don't buy the line. That's the problem. They yeah. set the line to make money and they don't they don't believe in it. Yeah. Obviously the story in this game is Jaron Jackson, in my opinion, is gonna have to win this game for Memphis. Yeah. I think he is he's critically important. I think Ja has been largely not irrelevant, but just not that important with the injured hand. Yep. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. has to give them a a, a thirty a thirty piece nugget, bro. Thirty piece nugget, bro. He's got to be double double, dude. He's got to be thirty and ten and probably five six times, three four blocks. Like he's yeah. got to be Mister Everything. And I think that's an awfully difficult way to beat the the Lakers in L.A. Damn, there's some honeys in Miami. Dude. Anyway, the point is Wade County. Uh, the point is, I think you really need to figure this. Figure where where are you at on Memphis? I think when you look at the way that Anthony Davis bounced back in game, what was that, three? Yeah. I'm taking the Lakers all day. Yeah. I, I, and I'm a little partial, but you know what else I like in this game? What? Jaron Jackson's plus 500 to be the first basket of the game. That's good money. That's good money. That's really good money, actually. That's good money. Jared Vanderbilt is plus 1,400. Wow. He's not scoring. You're just giving your cash away. Yeah. But... um. Jaron Jackson and Desmond Bain are both plus 500. Those are the lowest odds. Um, man, Miami is just terrible right now. They are a turnover machine. Oh, boy. Call a timeout. 15-5 to run to open the game for Milwaukee. 8-13 to go. They're up 10. See, now he is going to, yeah, Spolstra is going to take a timeout there. So this Laker game. Yeah. I have a bad feeling about this for the Lakers, dude. This feels like this feels like the game where you're going home and you're like, all right, we're going home. We're going to win this game. And you wind up dropping this game and the series goes seven. So I'm I'm leaning 
Uh, well, the first game, this the last game was at Crypto. They won the first one, lost the second one, won the third one. They're up to one. Yeah. So this will be game two at Crypto. Yeah. I'm taking the Lakers all day. I'm taking yeah. the Lakers all goddamn day. Lakers are minus four and a half, 222, eight o'clock on TNT. Yeah. You're not with yeah. me on that. No, I don't know. I first, okay. I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm having trouble saying the Grizzlies. I, I feel like, okay, I feel like Lakers win, but they don't cover. I feel like they win by like Lakers win, but they don't cover. Yeah. Okay. So like Lakers win by less than four and a half. And this 224 is a big number, bro. Huge number. Yeah, I'd probably go under on that. Okay, 12 new members today. Bro, what the hell is going I'm, on? I'm, are you, are you sleeping over here? I'm sleeping on the gig. Damn. I'm sleeping We've been talking on about package punching, and people are over here gifting. People are over here gifting. Thank you to everybody who gifted today. You're amazing. Uh, Kurt Peters with his first ever super sticker. Gives us $5. Thank you uh, to whoever gifted me a membership on 420 Rocky Mountain High. Let's go. That's my guy. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. But yeah, thanks so much to everybody that's gifting memberships. Um, let's see. McKinna Tech Dan uh, gifted 10 memberships. Love that. Thank you. Uh, Aaron Wilson, as I said earlier, gifted a membership. Thank you. Appreciate everybody that is, uh, that's gifting memberships. Um, we just appreciate you guys participating in the show. We, you know, we're, we're having some, I don't know. What's the right way to say this? We are having some very high level conversations about our future. Yes. And it is, um, it's really gratifying to see you guys support the show. Um, and we're super stoked about, we're super stoked about what's going on with the program. Yep. Which is really a showgram. Program. Um, and when you guys give memberships and you grow our community, we really appreciate that. So thank you for that. All right, your comments, Jeremy Callahan. It all comes down to LeBron and if his sack is at 100%. I mean, because he just needs to shut up and dribble. That's right. Did she get fired today, too? She did. Stay hard. Now, Laura Ingram's still That's employed. That's too bad. Um, I don't disagree with you on LeBron. I think LeBron's going to come out and prove a point tonight. Michael Peck, Bucks are going to blow out the heat, and Giannis will go to the bench early. I'm going under. My, my, my man. My man. Let's go. That's exactly right. Gary says Lakers cover and over. The over on this game is what I'm stuck on. I have no doubt that the Lakers will cover it. I'm not worried about the four and a half. It's that 222. Can Memphis get to 111 points where they're at mentally? Because you, you and I both know how this is going to work. LeBron and uh, Villain Brooks are going to either explode or compress. Yeah. And my guess is Villain Brooks, it's in his head now because he's mentally weak. LeBron is one of the, I think, strongest mental players in the NBA. So I'm always going to side with LeBron. LeBron's got way more help, in my opinion. Um, even though Anthony Davis got punched in the face by Jeannie Buss the other day, literally, <laughs> um, and was bleeding everywhere. I think this is the Lakers all day. I think yeah. it's the Lakers all day. I'd be I'd be betting the hell out of the Lakers. Not, I mean, we don't bet in this state. But yeah, well, I mean, we don't bet. We have positions, you know. but we don't bet. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The saw dude says saw dude. Saw dude. The saw dude. <laughs> Bullseye. Getting on Apple TV is not rocket science. I'm 60 years old and find it very easy. Okay. You inspire me, sir. 
Truck Stop Gumby says Cowboy. Um, all Plenty of toast for all the butter. Thanks for doing a show every day. Thank you, toast. The Saw Dude says Saw Dude. Saw Dude! Saw Dude! Wouldn't that used to be a drop on it the is, show? It is, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Kelly, I'm starting to rethink my call on the under for Giannis. Yeah, you might want to rethink that. No, man. don't change now, rethink. please. Don't. Fear the deer. Be careful starters don't sit last quarter in the Bucks game. Well, again, they're up 15-5. to five. My, You know Miami's going to come back in this game a little bit. Yeah, but I just don't believe. I don't believe in Miami. I haven't. When Giannis plays, I mean, wow, somebody's laying on the floor in the middle of the lane. Um, I just, I think when Giannis plays, they're a completely different team. The, their dynamic component goes way up. 7-12 to go in the first quarter, 15-5. to uh, Milwaukee, Jimmy Butler is trying to kill people all on his own. Gets fouled. I mean, he his his will is relentless. Yeah. His will is absolutely relentless, in my opinion. So I just I I mean I have I happen to think that you're probably right. You're probably right. So um let's see what happened here. Uh Brent Burnett, Greg Hawkins started the gifting. Oh. Today? Or do you mean in oh in general? He means I, I remember that. I remember that. Absolutely, I remember that. Um, Greg was the first one to gift memberships. That's right. Jeremy Callahan, getting on Apple TV isn't the issue. It's that you have to go outside of where all the other games are to get to it. That's what I'm saying. Because you can't watch games like flip back and forth. It's very difficult to do that. Yeah. Uh, Callahan says it's inconvenient. Shogrum had me laughing so hard today. Appreciate that, Brent. Jimmy Butler is the man. Program. I agree. Jimmy Butler is the man. Uh, a couple more before we get to Tucker Carlson, um, because I think it's I think it's really significant. This real quick Aaron Rodgers trade. I want to hit this one more time, and if you I know a, a couple of you have been here since the show started. My stupid quarter zip is riding up in the back. <laughs> Gonna breeze down my butthole. Uh, anyway, I'm not actually. I just said that to be spectacular. Uh, Aaron Rodgers traded to the New York Jets today. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will not wear 12. In fact, he will wear eight for the Where Jets. Where is A.A. Ron right now? Jake says this is a terrible trade that will never work out. Aaron Rodgers is old, broken down, and the Jets are screwed. Bet you weren't expecting this one. I believe that's a direct quote from the first. No. no. What I said was is that I'm not going to come into this trade. Joe Ingles for three. Neat. Nice, nice knee. Uh, I'm not going to come into this trade. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not going to come into this trade and say that they're a Super Bowl contender right out the gate. You need to show me that you can protect him. You need to show me that that wide receiver core is legit. I know Alan Lazard can play, but show me, show me what those wide receivers can do with a real quarterback. If through five weeks you're scoring, you know, three touchdowns a game, no problem. Then you're legit. Chargers or Jets? I don't know. <laughs> okay, Jets. No. Yes. Okay. It's not close. What are you going to say when they flame on the playoffs? Or what are you going to say I don't, when they have I, well, injuries? Well, let's talk like, about it when we get to the playoffs and they have injuries. On paper, because that's all we have right now, the, the San Diego, we play in L.A. at the Rams' house, Chargers, are not nearly as dynamic offensively. And I love my guy Sex Machine. Herbert's my dude. Yeah. But I'm telling you now, their offensive line is questionable, as is the Jets. 
but you don't have a breezy. You don't have a you don't have the depth at wide receiver. You don't have the defense, in my opinion. I, I think San Diego, LA, Chargers, and stuff, I think are below the Jets. Baltimore Ravens. I the Jets are better because they have a quarterback. Jacksonville Jaguars. They're better. They have a better quarterback. Cincinnati Bengals. I would take the Bengals. Now, here's the issue. Where, where's Joe Mixon at these days? Yeah, in Who's, a prison cell. I don't where's know. Samaji P. Ryan? He's not in Cincinnati. They're going to have to figure that out. And I also think their defense is going to, they're going to have to tweak that defense. Mm-hmm. So I would put the Bengals and the Jets even. Now, I agree with you because you talked about this earlier. The Bills should be getting the nod over the Jets. The Chiefs should be getting the nod over everybody. Right. But I think the Jets are now in that cut that is the Chargers, Bengals, and now the Jets. And I think they're better than Pittsburgh. I think they're better than yeah. – you know, one of the wild cards in the AFC this year is going to be Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I don't have any idea how good Cleveland's going to be. Yeah, That's going to be very, very, very interesting to me. And then I look in the NFC. I think Philadelphia has had a significant amount of turnover. The 49ers don't have a quarterback. The Vikings never have a quarterback. Dallas is going to Dallas. I think they. I think the Jets would win the NFC. I think the New York Giants are going to be significantly better. I think the Giants. That's. I would tip the Giants to win the NFC. Yeah. I think just because shitbag's not the owner anymore, the Commanders are going to be better. Right. So we'll see about that. Packers are going down. Carolina. I don't know what's Carolina doing in the draft. Yeah, How much damage? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say is you should still take the Jets because it's Aaron Rodgers. Like they, yeah. get, they're going to get auto bid over most teams. I, but that's not I would really, agree with that. The conversation I'm just trying to have with this is that is that I feel like nine out of ten people on this Aaron Rodgers trade are like, damn, like man, they're like Super Bowl good now. And it's like, yeah, if you want to look at the piece of paper and say they're Super Bowl good, more power to you. Knock yourself out. But I don't think that that's the proper thing to do. I don't mm-hmm. like I just don't. I think I don't hate that. Like it, it's the NFL. We know for a fact that some of the most talented rosters don't do anything ever. And and that's why I say like like especially knowing who Aaron Rodgers is as a dude. Like does he fit in with that locker room? Does the well, room... his teammates don't hate him? Yeah, but yeah. But the he... problem is, the problem is is that Aaron Rodgers makes a crap ton of money. But they've already got the flexibility built into that roster. And I think he doesn't often get along with management. Yeah. He is very much like Tom Brady. Only Tom Brady carries his entire team to championships. Yeah. And and Aaron doesn't do that. And I think that's been the significant difference between Rodgers and Tom Brady is that Tom Brady was always able to will his guys to the 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 Scotty Millers. He was always able to... The one guy who went with Tom Brady and didn't win, Randy Moss. Hall of Famer. But Randy Moss was a disaster. And Tom never asked for 50 a year. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, and Donuts says, uh, New York Jets, where Q- QBs go to die. That's true. Did you see um, Lisa Wilson on Instagram today Like gave it clapping hands? Yeah, it's good for Zach Wilson. I think it's phenomenal for Zach. That's what he needs. Phenomenal. Kurt Meyer says, go Jets. Suck. (laughs) Okay. Maverick Buster. Not no to buying Apple uh, for this household. Greg Hawkins. I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice, said Zach Wilson. Yeah. (laughs) Attaboy, Greg. 
I, 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 I wouldn't, it's not the end of the world on Zachy Poo. It is truly not the end of the world on Zachy Poo. I don't think he, I, I don't know. Is he ever of consequence? I think he can be. Yeah. He, but he needs to learn. He needs to understand like how to play at the NFL level. He just doesn't understand that yet. Yeah. I don't disagree He's with more you. than talented enough to be the end of the world. Ooh. By the way, one of our uh, one of our listeners sent me the voting for the 2023 most valuable player or uh, most improved player. Shea Gilgis Alexander won the uh, second place trophy. Mm. The participation trophy. This voting is a little <laughs> not to be hopping all over the place because I, I do want to get back to that Aaron Rodgers thing. But I think this is fascinating. It is interesting to me that you, in this particular situation, I have to go over here. Nope, that's not it. Um, you know that Lori Markkinen won the Most Valuable Player Award, right? We know that. Thank you, Shams, right? Yeah. But if you look at the voting on this thing, look at these votes. Shea Gilgis Alexander a distant second. Jalen Brunson, never even close. Nick Claxton over Trey Murphy, who only got eight total points? Trey Murphy got eight total points. De'Aaron Fox got three. And Malik Monk got one. Malik Monk got one. How is that possible? How is Trey Murphy the third only getting one first place vote? The, the people who vote on the, this, they, the people who vote on this award should be slapped. Yeah, who vote on all of them? Well, no, I'm not going to make a rookie of the year comment. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, uh, "Go Giants, let's go Blue, baby." Jeremy Callahan, "Hey, Monty, Lori Marketing won MIP, bro." Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Capazzo, got to go, fellas. Got to cook dinner for the family. See you all tomorrow. See you, Capazzo. Good bro. to see you. Uh, I have watched five series on Apple TV so far and have MLS uh, season pass. It has come a long way from where it was. I would not mind being able to watch the Pac-12 there. Ooh. And as an industry veteran to say that, I think that's interesting, Greg. All right. The news you have all been waiting for. The non-sports stories of the day. Are we at all surprised here on the Monty program? Are we at all surprised that Tucker Carlson got fired all by gas, Fox? No break. Are we at all surprised by this? And then listen to what he said Friday night. So for every 10 people who are putting he and him, him in their electronic J.P. Morgan email signatures, there's one person who's like, no, I'm not doing that. Sorry, I don't want to fight, but like I'm not doing that. It's a betrayal of what I think is true. It's a betrayal of my conscience, of my faith, of my sense of myself, of my dignity as a human being, of my autonomy. I am not a slave. I am a free citizen, and I'm not doing that. And there's nothing you can do to me to make me do it. And I hope it won't come to that. But if it does come to that, here I am. Here I am. It's Paul on trial. Here I am. He said that to the Heritage Foundation on Friday night. Yeah. And then it was announced today that he was fired. They, or excuse me, mutually agreed to part company. 
And everybody's like, I can't believe those assholes at Fox didn't allow him to do a goodbye show. Here I am. Let me just ask you something. If you're Fox or any broadcast company and you fired a dude, are you going to give him one last shot on the network to say goodbye? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. It's not at all abnormal that you would not give somebody their last will and testament. No. He gone. Are you surprised he's fired? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the main point, and, and I'm not a Tucker guy, but even if you are a Tucker guy, I think the main point is that he has a following and he has pull. And you can judge the people who follow him or not, but the reality is he does have people who follow him. And I think what's really interesting from Fox's perspective is this risk versus reward conversation, right? And it used to be that, hey, even though a certain type of someone follows Tucker Carlson, that's really good for Fox because ad partners and money and everything's yeah. cool. But then Dominion voting system sues, and now all of a sudden that risk-reward scale is out of balance. And now all of a sudden it became palatable to get rid of Tucker to save the company. And that's ultimately why I'm not surprised by it because ultimately... Once again, it comes down to the dollar. I'm surprised they fired him, but I understand why they did it. I think the text messages and emails that came out where Tucker was ripping management at Fox, that's a problem. I think all of the statements he's made that have been really controversial, to put it nicely, that have cost the network tens of millions of dollars. And then this whole Dominion voting system thing, he was a center figure as to why that they were going to lose that case and they had to settle. And they were never going to court. Yeah. They were never going to court. But he made it, I think, more expensive to settle. And if it's true what he said at the Heritage Foundation, philosophically, they have not been aligned for five years. And this was probably the final straw. Yeah. I think Tucker Carlson is remarkably talented. I think Tucker Carlson is going to land on his feet. And I think he's a guy that, in my opinion, I think Tucker Carlson is, is going to wind up at the blaze. I think Tucker Carlson is going to wind up somewhere non-traditional because I think Tucker Carlson doesn't want to be muzzled. So he's not going to go to MSNBC. He's not going to follow the Keith Olbermann route where you just take a paycheck. No. I don't think he's going to do that. And I don't know what his non-compete is. He may have to sit out a certain amount of time. I, I don't know. But Tucker Carlson is talented. He has a following, like you said. Yeah. And I think he will work when he wants to work. I think your point about him not wanting to be muzzled is is might be the most important thing to Tucker Carlson. I mean, the guy is, I mean, I don't know how much he's made in his career, but obviously he's well off. And I think that you know, a guy like Tucker in today's day and age can go like Tucker has options. So Tucker could start his own thing. Tucker could go to, you know, a, 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 a podcast or a free form spoken word um, platform of whatever variety that would like his content and go and get it. The problem for Tucker is going to be making that money uh, that he wants to make because you can't just go to any platform. And, and make, get that kind of you money. Mean, and you mean to make $35 million a year like he was making at Fox? Yeah. yeah. He was making $35 million a year at Fox. Yeah. Holy So cow. that's why I say, like, I think, you know, 
I don't know, like at, just as an example, not that he would go to Spotify, but just as an example, does a company like Spotify, a company of that size, that caliber, that has the means that Spotify has, is a company of Spotify's caliber and echelon interested in Tucker Carlson's content? Because it's highly controversial content. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm not playing that game today. But I'm just saying it's highly controversial. So do you want to be attached to Tucker Carlson? That, I think, ultimately is the game you have to play if you're Tucker. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's an interesting point. I also think Greg's point is really interesting. Tucker Carlson has this sort of folksy, salt-of-the-earth persona that connects with people. He does. He easily connects with people. Yes. Uh, he's also a tough interviewer. Yes, he is. Uh, his problem is that he is biased, a little extreme, and totally a total demagogue. Well, the issue is when he tries to go in on people on the other side, there's part of him. See, the, the, the real truth about Tucker is he's a moderate. He's not the far right-leaning conservative that people make him out to be. Does he have conservative views? He does. Does he have liberal views? He does. And usually when he is being honest, in my opinion, he lands as a moderate. And I think that Tucker Carlson was never allowed to be a moderate at Fox News. Yeah. And I think when you hear people, and I say here, read his text messages about Donald Trump, when you read his emails about Donald Trump and you realize how much he hated Donald Trump, and you realize he refused on multiple occasions to put Donald Trump on a show, and that he despised Sean Hannity for the free passes he was giving Donald Trump. Tucker Carlson, I think, and I think Rupert Murdoch as much said this in his deposition. Tucker Carlson was playing a character. Yes. That's not who Tucker Carlson is. Is Tucker Carlson likable? I think to a certain sect, but here's the problem for Tucker Carlson. If he goes to his next spot and becomes Tucker the moderate, he is going to lose a massive swath of his following because he himself and others at Fox admitted he was saying things to placate viewership, yeah, not things he believed. That's a problem. When your boss goes into court and says you're not credible, you're just an entertainment piece, that's a problem yeah. because you're supposed to be a thought maker. You're supposed to be a, a, an opinion setter. And then your boss goes in the court and says, now nah, we're going to chop you off of the knees. He's entertainment. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. And then there's Don Lemon, who is one of the worst people in the entire universe. Yeah, I actually think this is worse than Tucker. Don Lemon fired today. Finally. And oh, is he, is CNN's out for blood on this one. So, so Don Lemon... You guys may know, he's just a POS. The guy is a terror in the workplace, yells and screams at people, You're a dude. storms off the set allegedly. Like The allegations against Don Lemon, workplace inappropriateness, are a ton. Mm -hmm. But Don Lemon, according to CNN, was let go today and was offered the opportunity to meet with management to have the conversation about the fact he was being fired. Right. They said instead of accepting the meeting, he released a statement on Twitter. And in that statement on Twitter, he said they refused to meet with him. They only called his um, agent to fire him. Um, to which CNN was like, nah, bro, that's not what happened. And isn't that the Don Lemon way to get fired? Because Don is very 
you know, he's like, it's a narcissist. He believes he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And this isn't, you know, Twitter got lit today about, oh, he's, they're just firing a black guy. Oh, they're just firing the gay black guy. You know, this has nothing to do with his race. It has nothing to do with his sexual orientation. It has everything to do with the fact that Don Lemon's an asshole. Yeah. He's not well liked. His coworkers don't like working with him. That much is very clear in my opinion. In my opinion, Don Lemon is that guy that everybody tries to avoid. Like, I always tell the story about Keith Voberman at Fox. When I worked at Fox in Los Angeles, I produced a, a mega personalities talk show. Like, one of the biggest guys in sports. And Keith Oberman would do what was at the time known as the National Sports Report on Fox Sports Net. The National Network. And Keith Oberman had to walk through. So we worked in a huge room, a cube farm. And the entire outer walls of the cube farm were offices. So Keith Oberman would walk through the offices. You were not allowed to talk to him. You were not allowed to interact with him. And you were not allowed to make eye contact with him. One of the first things, because my desk, he walked by my cube, my desk, every day. You were not allowed to look. Do not make eye contact with Keith Oberman. And it's just that's There are guys who are like that. Don Lemon, in my opinion, is that guy. Don Lemon is the guy that terrorizes his, his coworkers, in my opinion. And the stories that we've heard, and yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. And now this guy wants to say it's unfair they fired him. Is this the dagger? And now this guy wants to say, oh, I didn't get a chance. You, you didn't get a chance? Get a fast pass for douche mountain, because you're a douche. They kept you 10 years too long, dude. 17 years, bro. He was never, like... And my wife and I watch a lot. Oh, you used to watch. We don't anymore. We used to watch a lot of news. I have never been able to, to take Don Lemon. The, the whole arrogance, the I'm amazing, I'm really important. You're not, though. You're no. Not. I mean, if you look at the, the, the people at, at CNN, I mean, most people are pretty down to earth. Camerata or... Aaron Burnett or John Berman, like you're, you're down to earth. Yeah. This is the difference between CNN and Fox. You can actually relate to the people at CNN. People like Laura Ingram, you can't relate to her. She just seems like an asshole. Don Lemon was that one guy where you're like, you're not nice. Go to Fox. Yeah. Right. That's like, that's what it seems like. Yeah. He just was never a good dude. And, and I think this goes to show you the dysfunction that dominates CNN. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't watch Fox News because it's just so dysfunctional, but you can't watch CNN because you're worried it's going to catch on fire while you're watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and they've had, they had multiple moments with, you know, Poppy Harlow and Don and, you know, yes. Caitlin Collins, and there were several uncomfortable moments on air, and, and then that stuff you were mentioning about him storming off the set. Like, it just... You know, the, the tough part is, like, in TV especially, and, and we've seen this over the years in radio too, but, like, I, I think the age of dominant TV personality is slowly but surely fading and moving towards dominant, uh, you know, digital, you know, YouTuber or, like, yeah. podcaster or, what you know, however you want to describe that. And I think, you know, that's what guys like Don Lemon don't understand or guys like Tucker... I think Tucker understands it more than Don, I would guess, um, just because 
Tucker, I think, is down to earth, but Don is, yeah, he just Dude. seems like an asshole. And look, I like I said, I'm not a big Tucker guy at all. In fact, I couldn't, I could watch him like literally maybe five minutes at a time. But yeah. the one thing I'll say about Tucker is kind of like what Greg was saying. Tucker has this relatability to him where you where you're like, all right, yeah, this this is just this is a guy. A, a more normal feeling guy that has some pretty out there views. Yes. Whereas Don is like, Hey, you're an asshole wearing like a $10,000 suit on CNN. And you just seem like an asshole. Like, yes. like yes. that's the problem. And so I don't like Don. I don't like Tucker. Tucker's a little bit relatable. And that's why I'm going to say, I agree. Tucker's going to land on his feet and Don's going to land at some, you know, other news network and no one's going to watch him. Yeah. Like that's what I think will happen. Totally agree. Hey, thanks Aaron Wilson who gifted a membership. Appreciate that. Uh, about 10 minutes ago. And that went to Renee Roca. Let's go, go Renee. Uh, by the way, real quick before we get to fast food French fries, uh, Kawhi Leonard listed as out for game five tomorrow night against the I Suns. I would cut him, dude. Kawhi I'm, Leonard? Yeah. I'm done with him. Why would you cut him? How, how many times long are you going to pay a guy that's never going to play for you? Well, and he's making a boatload. Did you hear his sister went to jail for life for murder? Yeah. In a bathroom. Ooh. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Um, Kurt Peters. I partied with Anderson Cooper years ago. The dude is actually pretty chill. Yeah, I've always heard that about him. Him and 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 most of the people. Poppy Harlow is one of the nicest people in news. Yeah. And that's why I said you screwed up CNN. You had a group of people that believed in a vision. Yes. And you screwed that up. Yes. And you screwed up Fox terribly. You, anytime you're trying to write an agenda... You're in trouble. Yeah. You have to hire a group of people who believe in your agenda. Yeah. Who are hardcore conservatives instead of trying to make them speak conservatively. Correct. And I think that's where you got in trouble. And by the way, Bill O'Reilly and Tucker Carlson were both fired when they were the number one rated news show in news television. Both of them at Fox. Why yeah. is it always dysfunctional? I've never understood it. All right. Who's got the best french fries and fast food because there's a list and when's the last time you had mcdonald's french fries years um like who do you think i think how long do you think probably three years probably i think i've had it once since we've been in utah that's it yeah i, I i'm not a huge mcdonald's guy i'm i'm happy to eat mcdonald's for breakfast if i have to uh, we, you know, if you've been following the show, Graham, you know that, uh, you know, the egg and cheese biscuit and the McGriddle are one of the worst things you can eat. But I, I, I actually happen to enjoy the, just the simple egg McMuffin. Most times I get it without the, the Canadian bacon, but sometimes I'll have that. Like, you yeah, know, I can't do it. I know you're all, you're worried. It's killing people. I, well, I'm not is, worried. It's killing people. It is. It's killing people. Yeah. Um, but eat this, not that put out a list. And I just, I don't understand why, why, why does it have to be so damn impossible to understand that French fries are really like, how important are French fries to you? Like if I'm going somewhere or like, like just in general, when you get French fries, when you buy French fries, yeah, I want them to be good, dude. I want them to be my biggest thing with fast food fries 
is when I get them, I want them to be fresh, meaning not just warm, but I, you know how when you get a fresh fry, it's still crispy, it's still hot, and it's and it's got some good salt on it. Like, that's what I'm looking for if I'm going to go out and eat a good fry. But I look at this list. Here's the list. Yeah. The 16 best French fries. Yeah. Number 16, Arby's. Never had them. Yeah, couldn't tell you. Number 15, Portillo's. This Bomb. is about where Portillo's French fries should be. Yeah. Right? They're not great, um, but they're good. Burger Fi. Never had Never them. had it. Nathan's. Oh, Nathan's fries are so good. They're like those big, chunky crinkle cuts. They're really good. Number 12, Wingstop. Wingstop French fries are trash. Yeah, they're mid for sure. Trash. Number 11, Culver's. These are underrated in my opinion. I'm not a big Culver's guy. They have good fries. Their crinkle cuts are really good. Yeah. But so's the place next to uh, Warren's. Kane. Warren's French fries. Which really nobody good. on this list will know about. Yeah. Number 10, best French fries in fast food. Popeye's Cajun fries. No. Nah, bro. Number nine. Oh, In-N-Out. Garbage. I'm telling you, they're In-N-Out French fries are trash. Number eight, five guys. Yes, sir. I think the best French fries in fast food. Yeah. Right there. Number seven, which is in this. See, this is Dylan Brooks punching you in the dick. Yeah. This is the stupidity of this ranking. Okay, fuck you. How's that? And putting these absolute gypsies of fast food in the top 16 French fries is a travesty against all things and all people with testosterone or sperm. Like, it's an absolute atrocity. It's a war crime. It is, you name it, it is the worst of the... It's, it's absolutely... Rip my gallbladder out with a metal hook. It's that bad. Does that does that cover the Taco Bell nacho fries are number Dude, what seven? What are we doing? What are we? Ta I'm sorry. I thought you wait. Wait a minute. Wait. 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 I'm wait. I'm sorry, you guys. I must have got this wrong because I thought I said Taco Bell nacho fries. Hey, no reset. Are number seven. Brutal. And I'm, I'm so, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> My blood sugar must be low. I'm not thinking clearly. <laughs> I thought you assholes put Taco Bell fries above Five Guys. Apologize to that man. I'm sorry. I thought you said above Five Guys. Who the f is that guy? Whoever they say Taco Bell pops the fries on and off the menu seasonally. The lightly seasoned fries have been a fan favorite since they appeared in 2018. Oh, please. They quickly became the best-selling menu item of all time. Well, that's fries, because it's fucking dude. Taco Bell. It's not a taco. It's a French fry. It's garbage. It's a Dude, don't go to Taco Bell for fries. You're getting chalupas or Mexican pizzas dude. or quesadillas. It makes or, my I head know, hurt. It I know. Let's get inventive and get a chicken burrito. How about that? And I'm just telling you, whoever wrote this list needs to be punched. Send Dylan Good Brooks God, to their house. Dude. What is Send douche. Dylan Brooks to their house. <laughs> dude. All right, let's move on. Number six, Wendy's. Eh. You got to dip them in a Frosty. They're not better than idea. five, guys. Now, here's one that I love. Checkers and Rally's famous season fries. Yes, sir. They're very good. Very good. I mean, they're not Taco Bell nacho fries, but they'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Wagner. Number four, Burger King. Uh, okay, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. 
I thought you said Burger King at number four. So you're telling me that Burger King, who closed... Oh, I'm sorry, are we waking you up over yeah, there, dude? Yeah, dude, it's 6.20. Yeah, it's been a long day. I thought you said Burger King was better than Five Guys. You couldn't... Number three. Wow, that's disrespectful as hell. That's number three? Dude, where did you find this list? This, is, this list is embarrassing, dude. Apologize to that man. Chick-fil-A waffle fries. Dude, that's embarrassing, dude. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Fries always come out hot, perfectly salted, and not greasy. They come out loaded they with grease. They don't come out always hot. They don't. Don't lie to me. Yes. The waffle cut goes across your tongue, increasing the surface. Fuck off. Dude, no, they're we... terrible. They're terrible. Terrible. Let's consult the douche meter. Number two. Oh. Arby's curly fries. Arby's curly fries are on the list and Jack in the Box curly fries are not on the list. Number one, McDonald's world famous French fries. For one year, they are made, for one, they are made from the best potatoes, including Russet me? Burbanks. <laughs> this is terrible. Dude. This is this list is infuriating. This list You're is a douche. This list is insulting. And the cops are now coming. I can hear the sirens. No. Patrick Malone. Heard any news on who the Jazz are going to going with next year's TV partner? No. We're talking about French fries. <clears throat> Truck stop coming. You're a douche. Burger King greater than Chick-fil-A. Thank you. Thank you. Finally. See, a sensible take. Somebody brings some sensibility into the French fries. Sensible take. Jeremy Callahan, Burger King is the world is the worst Next fries comment. on earth. Next comment. Tanner Plummer. Oh, so that's what you look like without any headphones, Jake. You've met him in person. Yeah, dude. what are you talking about, bro? Truck stop Gumby. Jack greater than Mac Macadoo's greater than Thank Arby's. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Greg Hawkins. Lots of places have bad fries, but I really think Carl's Jr.'s fries are the worst. Yeah, where's G off when you need him? Mr. Carl's Jr. Yeah, on Jeff Johnson room. loves, loves them. Like, come on, dude. Truck Stop Gumby. Calling in and out overrated is overrated. No, they're <laughs> terrible. Garbo. Michael Peck says, <laughs> Michael Peck says anus fries. Okay. Can you define anus fries for us, Michael, please? Please. Greg Hugh Hawkins. Janus. The real question, French fries or tater tots? Oh, Dude, damn, the tater bro. tots at the break? Yeah, but that's not fast food. Tachos are a game changer, bro. And donuts. Fries make you fat. Deny the fry. We. I don't... Yeah, well, whatever, dude. I guess I'm I fat. I know. Whatever, man. It's Tanner Plummer. I feel like this list was created just to tick off you dude, guys. Dude, the list uh, is garbage, no dude. I, I mean, I'm a carb eating motherfucker. Like, no doubt about it. I know fries, and this list is completely inaccurate. I know fries. I'm fat, and I know fries. Yeah, dude. So lazy ass in the gym. Tanner Plummer. The last time I met Jake in person was more than a year ago. You guys delivered the Xbox. What it are was. you talking about, dude? Did you have headphones on that night, guy? You were at the birthday bash. Oh, that's right. What are you talking about, Tanner? God, Tanner. Think I forgot? You think this is a game out here, bro? Matt Hartley, NBA media deal drama greater than Pac-12. Matt, we're talking French fries. Where are we at in society today? Jeremy Callahan, Burger King, puts flour or whatever on their fries. Horrible. They do? I didn't know that. 
Okay. I didn't know that. But you know what you know what I always say about French fries, man? And I know it's crazy. Get your French fries at buckedup.com and use the promo code Monte <laughs> to get 20% off. The best French fries are they don't sell fries. It's tough. Uh bucked up, get 20% off your purchase, use the promo code Monte and again. Uh, if you haven't, smash the like button and then go get the free samples at buckedup.com. There's a link in the description below uh, that very easily gets you uh, three free samples and a free shaker cup right to your front door, friends. Go get them. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Pick any samples you want. It's the best shaker in the world. Jake has not taken the cue that the show is over and he should be playing the music. The Monty Show is always presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. If you go to Burger King and they serve you crappy fries, go to theadvocates.com. If you go to, what about JCW's? Good fries. If you go to JCW's, Good go fries. to theadvocates.com. Not really Chick-fil-A. sure what the correlation is. Yeah, Chick-fil-A should be, the hell out of that's here. ridiculous. We should Douche. Dude, Super Chicks. Oh, Super Chicks has amazing fries. Kurt, Kurt Peters says, say goodbye, fries. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. <laughs>